There are a thousand UFO sightings reported around the world every month. 90% of these sightings can be explained, but 10% cannot. Officially and unofficially, the U.S. military has been investigating UFOs since 1947. Their top secret goal is to find out what's behind these unexplained sightings. The Pentagon classifies them as unusual airborne anomalies, but a better term is X-Files. Join us now as Mac Wanwan and Commander Cobra explore these unsolved cases, UFO incidents that baffle even the U.S. military. This is Mac Maloney's Military X-Files. And now, here's Mac Maloney. Well, good evening, everyone, and welcome to Mac Maloney's Military X-Files show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney with a show. We have for you tonight, but first, let me introduce you to tonight's gang. First of all, girls, get ready, sit yourself down, get your fan, get your mister. You know, last week I said fista. Didn't really remember that. <laughs> anyway, whoa. Uh, and um, your fan, your mister, yeah, uh, uh, your big box of wipes, your Ooh. big box of Kleenex, and the extra big squeegee. Because the very famous one Juan is here. Juani. Hey, Mac. Hello, girls. How's it going? Welcome to the show. It's going to be fun tonight. I can tell right off the get-go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you say that every week. I do. What's your track record? to be right. Oh, okay, good. 10 for 10. Uh, okay, now here's the bad news. Sorry, Milf Skills and Gigi Gills. No Coco tonight. He's on a secret mission. He'll be back in two weeks. Where's said, the boo sound effect? Uh, the what? The boo sound effect. No, no, switch, uh, no switch and no... Okay, uh, Does that sound like uh, ghost to you? Anyway, I didn't hear okay. It. The second, the second piece of bad news is no switchy, it's no switchy. He's on a secret mission as well, so we have no idea what he had for breakfast today. I can tell you what I had for breakfast. It wasn't a Grand Slam American Pie, you know, home run like he gets. But anyway, I went to Farmer's Kitchen. I said, "Why, jeez, I must have I ESP." I thought that. All right, let me just move on. <clears throat> <laughs> also sitting in with us, and it sounds like it's a good idea tonight, our security chief, Willie Club. Willie. Hey, Mac. Hi, folks. I, I agree with Juan. There's something in the air tonight. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, I can't describe what it is yet. Probably by the end of the show, we'll know better. Okay. It's not marijuana, is it? Is that what you smell? Play, play, no, no. That, play that Genesis song as a rejoin. What's that? Attention editor. Oh. Something in the air. Oh, yeah, right. In That's something. In, in, in the air tonight. Yeah. yeah. Also, I'm going to save the best for last. So, uh, also joining us is Agent X. Agent X is here with us. Xy. Hello, Mac. Thanks for having me. And uh, I'm looking forward to what's going to happen tonight. Wow, you too. Also, on breakfast, did you know something from a historical perspective? Uh, Bismarck was the prime minister. Mm -hmm. Germany. Yep. Germany. And... His breakfast consisted of 11 boiled eggs. What? Wow. And then he had, he had uh, ham and brochen, so ham and, and um, bread with it. Wow. Huh. That's good for the, the cholesterol, I'm thinking. 11 eggs? 
boiled eggs. Eleven boiled eggs. Why didn't you just go for the dozen? Yeah. Well, that's a that's a good trivia question. You didn't want to overeat. I thought you were saying they named a pastry after them. Yeah, Bismarck's. You can get them down yeah. to Salem, Mass. By the way, for a battleship. Okay. And he lived. He lived a long time too. Um, also, that voice you hear joining us tonight from somewhere down south, but he used to be in the NYPD, Jocko Johnson. Jocko. Hi, guys. Glad to make the roll call on time. Yeah. Hey, Jocko. Okay. He's I was always late. So. He got his hat on. He's, is, what, is that, what kind of hat is that? Is that a Yankees hat? If it is, I'm throwing you off. No, it's yeah, not. It's, yeah. What is it? It's like the Spartans, you know. The, uh, some some blue, kind of uh, you know, Oh, you mean the college like, team? Uh, okay. Like a sniper thing, you know. Mm -hmm. yeah. Got the blue stripe in it. Okay. Uh, also, joining us tonight, it's going it, 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 to can only make it better. First of all, our favorite good witch up there in upstate New York. Raven is with us. Raven. Hello, my friends. How are you? How are Hello, you? Raven. <laughs> How are you tonight? Hi. Okay. I'm good. Ask me what I'm drinking. What do you drink? What are you, what are you drinking? Okay. This is how bougie I am. Yes. I have organic seltzer. Oh. Organic hard seltzer. Oh, a hard seltzer makes a difference. Yep. Switch one things. <laughs> no kidding. Wow. Okay, it's so for those of you pronounce it correctly. Hard seltzer. Hard seltzer. The other one using all the bubbles up. <laughs> for you, for those of you uh, at home keeping score, it's a no bun night. No bun tonight. We've had double buns. We've had single buns. We've had Star Wars buns, but no buns tonight. No bun, no fun? Is that what you're saying? Is that what you're saying? No bun, no fun? Yeah, no bun, no fun. Uh -oh. I put it up in a bun and it, the bun, the darn thing ran away. Okay. I'll put my <laughs> hair up in a bun at the end. I YouTube the other day and there's a guy, they go to these barbershops, men's places, and the yes. guy is bald. He's got like a month bald spot. You know? Yes. And they put a bun in that with like <sighs> extensions and, they, and that's how they cover that bald spot. Oh, man. Bun. Give me that address, will you? Hmm. So oh, listen. I have to find it. That sounds like a good fan. The other beauty here with us. All right, here we go, kids is uh, making another rare appearance, the lovely Lois Lane. Hi, everybody. It's good to be back. Hey, Lois. Hi. Hi, Lois. Lois is How's joining Clark us. How's doing? We'll get, we'll get to that later. Heck yeah, we want to know where Superman okay. is. So anyway, so uh, tonight uh, we're all here, and um, what we're going to be doing, one of the things we're going to be doing is uh, talking about the emu law. I'm not, I don't think I'm even going to tease it. We're just going to be talking about the emu war because if you know what it was, you'll stay tuned. But if you don't, you got to stay tuned because it's the craziest war. Can we say that without ruining it? Would you say it's the craziest war ever fought by the Australian army? I would think by any army. Right. Okay. All right. So we'll be doing that uh, very soon. And uh, who knows what else? Oh, we have uh, fan letters. We have letters from the fans. And also we have a couple lists. So uh, let's see what happens we're, when we're cocoa-free and switchy-free. Okay, everyone ready? That means no restrictions. No, no restrictions. Right. Yeah, we didn't need those guys dragging us down. You ready there, Lois? Uh, ready. Yeah, okay. I, can't, I can't let that go. So. Okay, look. So one of the lists we have tonight is, uh, because she's our special guest here in the studio, 10 questions for Lois Lane. You ready? Can you, take, can you take it, kids? <laughs> 10 questions for Lois Lane. I don't know if I can take it, but I'll try. Uh, Raven, you have the list. I have the list. Okay, then I would say, here we go. Ten questions for Lois Lane. All right, cue the music. Number ten, uh, what is it like to bask in the sun-like brilliance that is Mac? <laughs> <laughs> who who, who gave you that question, Raven? <laughs> go ahead. I can't say. I'm not at liberty to okay. discuss that. <laughs> Lois is without words. I, am without I want the words. answer. 
<laughs> okay, we better move on then. Number nine, please. Ten questions, <laughs> the lowest line. Number nine. Is it true Mac puts potato chips on his salad? I have seen that happen. Yeah, yes. oh, it's oh delicious, God. man. It's delicious. But not as good as potato I guess it's chips not bad. in yep. ice cream. Yeah, I'll try it. Hang on a second. <laughs> potato chips and ice cream. Who does that? I used to do that when I was little, and I ate ice cream and potato chips. Wow. Yep. Okay. Yeah, that's like the French fries in the Wendy's Frosty. So I, nah, I get that. No, wait, wow, 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 wow. It's what? the salt yeah, that's and gross. sugar. Yeah. It's the, yep, it's the salt and the sweet. It's so well, that's, yeah. I don't know. Hmm. Uh, Ice cream and tuna fish mixed together, <laughs> dogs and cats. Yeah, you know, running away. This is getting worse and worse. Go uh, ahead. Um, you know what is good, though? If you, if you think potato chips on a salad is good, put onion rings on a pizza. Yeah, not, hmm. not a pizza with onions. Put onion rings on pizza, and I'm telling you, it is great. And also, hmm. if, you, if you really want to get That's industrious, right. boil up a bunch of cauliflower. Okay, get it very soft, mush it up, whip it up, and it tastes just like mashed potatoes, right? Lois? Yes, I have done that for us. And, and you can't tell the difference, and it's so much better for you. Okay. Anyway, this food Make segment sure is brought to you by... Batter dip it deep fry it. My mother fed us vegetables. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Everything tastes Everything. good deep fried. That's the problem. <laughs> I had a deep fried Twinkie last summer. Remember that? It melted yeah. in my mouth. It was seven and a half bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, down the yeah. Salisbury, down the Salisbury. They got deep fried Oreos up there, too. We've had yes. deep fried Oreos, yep. Yep. They're good. Anyway, okay. Now, next question. Ten questions for Lois Lane. I haven't eaten yet, but okay. No, I know. I'm, I, I'm hungry. Eat, but go ahead. You can lose a little this, weight. You don't have to eat tonight. This is a culinary segment. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Please, Raven. Next question. Uh, number eight. Is it true? Is it true Mac once beat you out of a role in a John Travolta movie? Absolutely true. That's a true story. Yep. Okay. Absolutely true. Do you want to tell it? I can yeah. tell it. I'm sure I'll be interrupted with lots of corrections, but... Wow. Oh, man. <laughs> well, you came home... Well, I came home from from work one night, and you said, we're going down to Boston this weekend because they're doing an open call for extras in this movie, and they'll pick you, and I can't wait, and on and on and on, getting me, convincing me to go. It took three days to convince her to go. We went on the last day, Sunday. Go ahead. So we're waiting in line. Thousands of people. Literally thousands of people in this big nightclub. Uh-huh. And they're handing out tickets. And they're two different color tickets. I don't remember the color, no. but let's say I get a yellow, he gets a red. And everybody else is getting yellows around us. And I was like, you, Crumb, you totally got picked. And he's like, no, 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 no. Well, we get in there in this room. I get stuck with a million people listening to what they wanted to do at Fenway. You yes. Have to show up and freeze and freeze. pretend and I, because it was supposed to be a summer scene. Right. But this is October, and they wanted people to go to Fenway, be there at four in the morning in summer clothes with a box oh lunch all day for four days for 40 bucks a day. And like you know, 90% of the people got out and walked out. I remember. Well, I anyway. No, you don't remember because you didn't stay for that okay, part. Go ahead. You were pulled into another room. I was ushered away. And got pictures taken and fitted for <laughs> wardrobe and got a part and met John Travolta and the whole was John, and John Travolta's best friend in this movie. Yeah. A civil action. No, no, let me kind of. That's I'll, funny. That's but, the truth of what happened. And, and you can still see she carries. Some bad feelings about it. Yeah, she's pissed. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have an acting words part? Because I want to go watch the movie. Then. No, I, I'll very quickly tell you. And this, by the way, is in my. She's carrying uh, that grudge in a wheelbarrow for crying out loud. Mac Maloney's Haunted Universe on sale everywhere. I talk about this. But anyway, 
So they it went through a whole uh, you know bunch of stuff and you know and more pictures and then uh, you know uh, one night I get a call from Hollywood and they say be in the Waltham uh, is a Waltham or Woburn there used to be a state facility out there a state mental facility it, it was now closed Waltham Waltham and they are using it as the set of a movie so I said okay and they they couldn't tell you what the movie was in the audition process couldn't tell you what the movie was couldn't tell you who's in it nothing all right so. <clears throat> The last person, the last thing the person said on the phone to me was, "Wear clothes you don't want to see again, you don't want to wear again." <laughs> and I'm going, "Oh boy, I guess I'm not his best friend." Okay, so, uh, so I go and the place is packed. You know, it's 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 every lights, camera, action, teamsters, the friggin' works, extras. It was it was nuts. And it's this movie called The Civil Action. John Travolta's in it. And it's about how these uh, this uh, hazardous waste factory polluted the water in Waltham, and a lot of kids got sick. And he was the lawyer who won it. Is that it? Uh, correction, Mac. That's Woburn. Oh, Woburn. Yeah. I'm sorry. Okay. And for your information, I live in Woburn. Oh, okay. That's right. I know that you'd want to know that. Uh, thank you. Well, you just moved, right? They're right next to each uh, other. Yeah, right? I wasn't there when it happened, okay. but they're now. Um, they're right next to each other, aren't they? What's that? They're, Woburn and Waltham? No, uh, Waltham. Woburn, Burlington. That's where it all happened. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yep. In the water. This is all kind of west of Boston, so um, but not. Well, too you far really west. didn't know much about it, and you acted in it. I, I thought you'd have a better background. Well, to, uh, <laughs> hey, I didn't know where. You should Here's be your dossier. I've never yeah. been there. I've never been there till I was there for that. So anyway, so we went, and, and basically what I found out was, yeah, they put me in this room, and, and everyone in there looks like they're you know prisoners and muggers and stuff, and uh, they came in. And they said you're going to play extras as factory workers at this hazardous materials plant. All right. So we go, yeah, okay. And uh, they gather a bunch of us together. And we're all in, oh, so first they sent us to wardrobe. Now I've, you know, wore old kind of crummy clothes. And we're all lined up. And, you know, um, this is not offensive, but, you know, the two gay guys that ran it, one of them comes over to me and he starts yelling, (laughs) complete makeover, complete makeover. So they pull me in the trailer and they give me these uh, dungarees that have tar on them and like a vest that's all ripped and a crummy hat and stuff. And, you know, they're fitting me like they're fitting me for a tuxedo. And then at the end, the guy says, if you don't return those, you have to pay for them. And I'm thinking, okay, I'll give you the two bucks right now. So anyway, I had to wear that. And uh, we're just hanging around, hanging around, hanging around. A lot of just hanging around. And finally, they came over. to. They picked everyone but me and this other guy. And um, and they said, okay, you. They point to me. And they go, go over to that truck over there. And I go over, and there's a guy in the truck. He's an extra, but he's also a guy that you would see in Boston commercials a lot, Ford commercials and stuff. Do you remember the commercial years ago where it's for something, and, and the, there's construction workers working on the street, and the guy's playing a shovel like it's a guitar? It was like a Ford commercial. Yeah, 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 yeah. that's this guy, okay? <clears throat> His name was Bob McNabb. Big guy, you know, just a character actor, funny guy. So I got to sit in the truck with this guy for four days when it's freezing outside. You know, we got the radio on, we got the heater going, and then every 25 minutes they say, okay. And we just basically drive by the camera. 1.2 seconds, I'm in the movie. <laughs> wow. Now, now they had picked yeah, I tell you, Mac, you, you have that story in one of your books, I think. Yeah. And that is Mac, the most. Mac Maloney's wow. Haunted Universe. But uh, just to wrap Fantastic this up. Fantastic story that um, I've told. Um, Again and again and again, all over. That is a good story. story. That's why my ears are buzzing. But this is one of the, this is a few of the things that happened there. First of all, and I've said this in the book too, we all, we got to meet John Travolta. All right, he came over and shook hands with all the extras, and which I'm sure they all do. And I always thought before, I've said it many times, I just always thought he was kind of like another showbiz tall, right? But he's he's actually a really kind of engaging guy, let's say. 
And so he, he met with everyone, shook the hand, took pictures and all that stuff. Okay, fine. But now he now we see him all the time now for the next four or five days. He's walking around. He has bodyguards with him. But people are giving him records to, you know, sign and take my picture and stuff. Call my mother on the phone. And he did it all. You know, he, he yeah, he did it all. So, That's surprising. Yeah, I was that's really very surprised. Unusual. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't guys, really care for him one way or the other, but like that's that's good to hear that at least they're all not. I just like thought that. I just yeah, thought he was going to be another. Call him John Revolta. Yeah, really. Yeah, he's. I mean, yeah, he's, I could tell you, I knew a lot of guys on the film and TV squad, you know, in Manhattan, and yeah, yeah. they filmed all these movies in the police department, and they would say, you know, a lot of these guys are real clowns. You yeah, know, yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah. They would not even look at you. I mean. The worst guy is Tom Cruise. They would say. Yeah, yeah. Well, we've, we've I mean, talked. Yeah, about I never him met him. I don't know. I'm just telling you what I heard. Well, but, you know, guys so, like that. Terrible. So John Travolta he was, was good. Guy. He was. Uh, he was good. He was good to everyone. Uh, you know, and uh, you know, he was just. It was kind of funny because you'd be walking around and he'd be walking around. Where a couple of days before, I was like, oh wow. Also, um, the guy who played Kyle's husband and Cheers was there. You know that guy. He's. Oh um, yeah, he gets. Uh, the spoiler alert! Right. He gets killed by a Zamboni. Yes, right. Yep, he's in it. Can't think of his name. Um, there's a bunch. Danny DeVito, was it? No, no. It's 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 this guy no, who played Kyle's husband. husband. She, he was a hockey player, and she <laughs> fell in love with him. Married on the show. And then uh, the other other thing is the food is excellent. On the food on movie Jay sets. Thomas. What's his name? Jay Thomas. Jay Thomas, and um, mm. the the food on movie sets are unbelievable because they have this thing called craft services and they actually drove yep. two trailers across the country to cater this thing and the food is just unbelievable the only thing is is that the union people have to eat first and then everyone else eats but just the union eats first really? yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow um why did that not surprise me right well they're feeding all the teamsters first okay and i'll tell you atse guys there's a lot of teams just just hanging around baby i mean like yep. just dozens and of them okay don't you dare try to get oh, something don't, for them and you'll no. be, and they don't had, you mock teamsters either they had to don't ask they had to ask them if it was okay if we got in the truck and drove it away we're on the screen for 1.2 seconds all right but it's like you know okay we'll let them do it once and because bob was in the actors union they let him do it um so anyway and the other thing too is watch a downtime but we played cards. I must have won 200 bucks in cards one day. That's all, you know, that's what we had to do. That was just kind of hanging around, eating well. Yeah, sure. So it was good. So it was a good experience. And at the end, the guy called me over, the uh, the guy who does the um, casting, and he said, hey, listen, um, he, he was basically saying, send me some updated pictures because maybe if you, know, you want to just kind of work again, let's go. It was 100 bucks a day and food and stuff. And um, I said, yeah, sure, for what parts? And he said, um, he goes, <clears throat> bar rooms and prison scenes. <laughs> yeah, his name—that's Kevin O'Keefe. Kevin O'Keefe casting in Kendall's screen games. Thank. You. So anyway, that's what I beat Lois out for. All that fun. Poor Lois. Hmm. She so would have been bored to death anyway. Lois, she didn't miss anything. Oh, I know, I know. It yeah. was a funny all story. Of, all the hurry up and wait stuff. Yeah. Right. Right. No, so, but actually, Lois is far too nice to have been put in any kind of. Hey. Horrible situation like that. <laughs> so what's that make me? <laughs> not, not nice. <laughs> not nice. Okay, we, let's get back to when, the question. That's what you do when you want to get the gig. You know, yeah. you, you, you tough it out. Right. Yeah. Not. Raven's already halfway through a drink. Let's uh, get, next question, please. Ten questions for Lois Lane. Uh, okay, number seven. Uh, who's a better driver, you or Mac? Absolutely me. No questions oh, asked. Man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next question, please. I knew that. <laughs> Number six. Okay. Have you ever seen Mac cry at a movie? 
I have never seen him cry at a movie, but I know what movie would make him cry. But what is it? And um, therefore, we cannot watch it together because... 101 no pensions. <laughs> no. <laughs> I was going to say, is it My Dog Skip or Marley? <laughs> Old <No>. Yella. <laughs> no, no, it's To Kill a Mockingbird. Right. I get misty eyed mm. when I watch To Kill a Mockingbird. Oh, now it's That's misty eyed. Ve- well, misty eyed. Tomato, tomato there, Lars. Okay, next question, please. <laughs> right. Uh, number five. Is it true that Mac gets dressed every morning in a in a phone booth? Is it true Mac gets dressed every morning in a phone booth? Uh, no comment. No comment. Excellent. <laughs> Next question, please. Do they even have phone booths anymore? Where does okay, Superman why do you have to? Now? I thought you had no comment. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead, please, Ray. Number f- something. Uh, <laughs> is it true that Mac doesn't hold grudges? Thinks they are beneath him. Oh my goodness! If only it were true. Oh come on! <laughs> it's not even close to true. He hey, go ahead. believes in grudges. X and Help. and X, I guess, is would agree with him because apparently that's something Irish. Uh, what's do. the motto of our neighborhood, X? <clears throat> the Irish uh, creed uh, uh, only hold grudges. <laughs> Jeez, you put me on the spot. Oh, Jesus. Well, he, he's also drinking. It's like, <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm drinking tea. All right, here we go. No. I'm giving you yeah, tea. Um, I'll help you out here, X, because the Italians do the same thing. They oh. won't just talk to me for like the rest of his life, even if it's a relative. <laughs> and, uh, once you're dead, you're dead. That's <laughs> how my grandfather was. That was it. Go dead. ahead. See? And we always you- believed. Uh, don't get angry, get even. That's what that, well, that, exactly. the motto is. Exactly. Never forgive, never forget, always get even. That's the motto of our hood. I don't think that's any way to live. Well, I think it's a terrible, it's a terrible thing. You grew up on fancy Long Island, Lois. You didn't yeah. grow up like we did. It's not fancy to be kind and to make room in your heart and mind for kindness and forgiveness. Let's put, the, we'll put a little music behind that for yeah. sure. Okay. Nobody could have said it better, Lois. Right. Next question. Sometimes you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Jocko. Next question, please, Raven. Number three. How many times have you caught Juan Juan peeping in your bedroom window? <laughs> oh, wow. I hope never. I that would be within ten. You're in the clear, JJ. They never caught you yet. Be careful. Right, listen, we've never mentioned this to to Lois on the other. Do you remember the night he had to stay over and I had to put signs all around the house? <laughs> Signs? I don't know about the signs. No, I wrote signs. signs. I stayed over because I was... Oh, that he's telling me. That Juan Juan's in the house and, you know... Because I get up very early. Dress up. Don't come out of the shower naked. Juan Juan's sleeping on the couch. (laughs) (laughs) And then he tells me he snuck downstairs like six times during the night. He scotch taped them everywhere. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, listen. (laughs) What if I didn't? Okay, next... I'm taking any chances. (laughs) Next question, please. True. Right. Number two. uh, What is Mac's least favorite meal? Least favorite? Oh, yes. I I don't know of any. Well, least favorite meal. I don't know. What's my most favorite? Spaghetti and meatballs. Of course. What else? Even though he's mm. Irish. Yeah, what am I going to say? Corned beef and cabbage? Yeah, well, that's... <laughs> Where are those meatballs come from? A freezer and a spaghetti? No, no, no. <laughs> Homemade. From the jar? Come on. Homemade right here. Okay. We got a vowel at the end of the name. She's in business. She's actually half Italian. We found out about 10 years ago. There we go. Great. No, fantastic. Years, I'll be over Sunday. <laughs> really? Yeah. It, <laughs> believe me, it filled in a lot of holes that she had some Italian isn't in the, This is the joke. Which half? It's on my father's <laughs> side. On the father's side. So, okay. Why don't we uh, wrap this up and go to the, is it the last question, Raven? Yes. Okay. Thank God. <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, well, okay. I'm back. 
The final question, on a scale of one to 10, 10 being the highest, how good of a smoocher is Mac? <laughs> uh, again, no comment. Oh, what? No, no oh, comment. Come on. Raven, I lost the bubble. She, she's bleeding the fifth. Personal. Go ahead. Just, it's okay. We'll cut it out if it's too personal. Okay. I, obviously, I, I can't talk about this. It's embarrassing. What she's trying to say is love. <laughs> okay. All right, wow. She's a good sport. That was good. <laughs> okay, so anyway, yeah, 10 Thank questions for Lois. Might wind up in a Mac and have to die yeah, at some point. That's going to be a thing. Uh, like every, uh, like once a month, we'll do 10 questions. No, 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 no. I think this is the first and last of the vibe I'm getting. <laughs> first and last and only. Anyway. Okay. You, you, you could indeed do a 10 questions for Agent X since I knew him. Long before Lois ever did. That, is that would be perfect. Yeah. Uh, and when we were young uh, bucks. That could be the whole show. When I say show. young, I mean young. Ask him the same questions. See what the answers he comes up with. <laughs> <laughs> so listen. So anyway, um, why don't we do this? Why don't we take a quick break now? Thank you, Lois, for sitting through that. Uh, by the it way. was just my pleasure. Yes, we're going to clap. Later. Let's clap, and because now I can put in. I'm a little embarrassed that all of it happened. That's okay. Okay. Good for the show. Um, so why don't we take a quick break now, and we'll be right back after this. You're listening to Mac Maloney's Mill Tracks, our show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. Hey, fans. Lois Lane here, and I think it's time for you to get some free swag from Mac Maloney's Military Exile show. We have badges, pins, bar coasters, and some very cool 3D show logos that we just can't wait to give away. Just go to MacMaloney.com and hit the contact button. Send us an email with your mailing address and we'll ship the free swag out to you quicker than Switch can eat breakfast. That's MacMaloney.com and hit the contact button to get your free swag today. Requests for tasteful news of one one will be handled on a case-by-case -case basis. We've all heard of Area 51, the U.S. government's top secret base in the Nevada desert. But have you ever heard of Area 52 or 53 or 54? 54? 54? How about Tonopar Test Range? or the Navy's secret base inside the Bermuda Triangle. Find out about them and more in Mac Maloney's Beyond Area 51, Mysteries of the World's Most Forbidden Places. Did Richard Nixon show Jackie Gleason a crashed alien spaceship near the swamps of Florida? Is it true that more UFOs are seen over a small Scottish village than anywhere else in the world? And is there a secret place in Russia that some people think is heaven on earth? In Mac Maloney's Beyond Area 51, you'll visit more than a dozen top secret places around the globe. The haunted forests of New Jersey, a valley in Colorado where shadows come alive and humans can fly without wings. And where's the only secret base in America that's not been visited by UFOs? You've heard Mac talk all about these places on his radio show. Now you can read all about them yourself. That's Mac Maloney's Beyond Area 51, Mysteries of the World's Most Forbidden Places. Now on sale at Amazon. Back everyone to Mac Maloney's Military Exile Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. Wow, what a show we have so far for you. But let me introduce the members of the gang. Uh, girls, the very famous Juan Juan is here. Hello, Mac. Good evening. Okay. Welcome, girls. You're wearing uh, Rolling Stones. Some guys doing all ships at sea. Everybody. Rolling Welcome Stones. Aboard this. Rolling Stones gear tonight. 
Uh, no, not uh, no, no gear on tonight. I don't okay. know why. I think I just uh, hung it up for just the day. Still in morning. Okay, I got the flag behind me though. Yeah, the big tongue. Um, yep. Also, I'm celebrating uh, their tour though. They kicked it off a couple of days ago. Yes. Well, they played private. My daughter is uh, going this weekend. She lives in Charlotte. Oh, huh? oh. yeah. They played a private party for Bob Craft, yeah. and that's how they started off this tour. Five million dollars, 150 people in the audience at your lunch stadium. Wow, wow here's, here's Keith here calling me now. <laughs> anyway. Okay, so um, also um, not here with us. Sorry, girls. I mean, older girls. Commander Cobra is on a secret mission. And as we're, as, while we're talking about older girls, Switchy isn't here either. So no Switchy, no Coco tonight. But uh, filling in instead is our uh, security chief, Willie Club. Hi, Mac. Hi, gang. Great hey, to be here tonight. I, I really miss Coco, but particularly I miss uh, Switch. <laughs> uh, but I know, I didn't want to get it out of the bag, but his secret mission has something to do with uh, hair. The system, the oh, hair system, think. maybe. He, he might need a no. re, they call it a reweave, a reweave. You know, he got to go and have those things weaved every few months. He had the system redone. The system. Yeah, it takes a couple of days, you know, because they have to drill things in your head. To yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Them in there. You know, they're like well, staples. But it, hopefully he'll tell us next week. The snaps, the Velcro. The plugs. Wow. No, no, Is no. there plugs? No, no. They hook into the cranial cavity. That's all I know. They're pretty <laughs> advanced. Yeah, he misses you too, I'm sure. But look. I love Switch, man. I love that guy. We all do. <laughs> also with us is Agent X. Agent X, how you doing? Thanks for having me. You guys are so mean. <laughs> so, I agree. Well, no, wait a minute. Hang on. Don't get said angry. I, get even. Who just said I agree? <laughs> hey, listen, uh, X. You could use a hair system. Do you ever consider that? See me in person, okay. not in the Zoom. All right, there and we you go. You see exactly. Yeah. Whoa. How I look. I'm seeing a lot of old dried skin no. at the top of your head. No. Yeah, that yeah, looks look. like something. That looks like something. Switch hat on. Yeah. Yes, I agree with <laughs> I don't you. Have anything on? Would you That's just get a haircut? Hair. Guys, oh, who do you guys no. trade them or what? Yeah. And and and. and uh, this is the first time I ever realized it because I just reread the Brothers Bulger, oh, and okay. Clubber looks exactly like Whitey. Yeah, no kidding. See, we got to try to keep that secret. Yeah, that's true. That. Keep confused, that off the radar. But now he does. I think he's got the white Red Sox hat too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Especially we got to do that, man. We we all got to just go out to a bar, and Club wears his uh, Whitey Bulger outfit. You know, with the white Red Sox hat, the white T-shirt, the, the shades, and. Uh, See of people, course, on the other hand, let, he is dead. let's discuss what's going on here. One, two, three people have hats on here, three males. Go ahead. I got hair under my hat. And, and <laughs> Clubber has, he has no pride. He just, you know, shows it off. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. It's too big for a hat. Yeah, yeah exactly. You go. That means well, a big one. The boss told me he's very handsome That's the way he looks it. right now. Okay. I'm just following orders. But, you know, if if he's Whitey Bulger, I got to tell you, you got to find the... the uh, poem they read at Gotti's wake John Gotti when he died I'm still convinced he's alive somewhere mm, does he mention Whitey I'll, I'll dig that up for you for one day it's amazing because it, he even said I'm still alive don't look for me is that right yeah amazing <laughs> poem. you gotta hear it he died in prison right away the next thing you know he died in prison nobody yeah. saw him they buried him and that was it and I'm and still was it was yeah, just like Capone same thing yeah but the Maybe. thing is this. And what, what, hey, Whitey, you would know. Did you know him or what? <laughs> of course I knew him. All right, let, so what, let me introduce what, what everyone else. What did Gotti say when Whitey Bulger supposedly won the uh, mass millions? Oh, go ahead. What did he say? He, 
I have to I have to censor it. That Irish F. <laughs> <laughs> they knew each other well. Okay. All right, so listen. Uh, actually, well, what he did sorry, was he sorry, knew, Lois. <laughs> he, he knew the a guy in the liquor store in Southie won allegedly won the ticket, and he went in and he muscled the ticket off of the yeah. guy for about $1.1 million. Anyway, listen, Whitey Bulge, just the crime part of the show. Uh, let's introduce uh, Jocko Johnson is with us, that voice you heard earlier, 10 years in the NYPD. Jocko, how you doing? Are you armed? Hey, Jocko, looking good. Get right on that microphone there, Sorry. big guy. Get it right on the mic. How's that? Good? There you go, yeah. There we go. Are you armed right now? Are you carrying? I got them all over the place. Don't really, this, suddenly the show's turned into an <laughs> episode of The Untouchables. Wherever you got to be. I, I got, you know, I got them just strategically placed for any kind of for Any kind of trouble. Okay. Good plan. That's smart. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> That's why I have baseball is bats all around. the guy house. carrying. He's like FedEx for crying out loud. Look at him. <laughs> Hang on. Okay. You think they have weapons in the bookshelves in the background there? Yeah, they're fake books. Um, Not like club. Like George Washington's musket. <laughs> oh, pistol. Is it loaded? Really? All right, let me introduce. Can I introduce the rest of us, please? Sure, go ahead. Okay. Our favorite good witch up there in upstate New York, Raven, is with us. No Bun Tonight fans, but Raven is here. I'm here. Hi. Thanks for having me. Remind us what you're drinking tonight. What's the drink du jour? It's called Crook and Marker, and it's an organic hard seltzer because if you're going to be bougie, just go all out. Bourgeois. How many? What's the alcohol? What's the alcohol content? Like a beer? actually whatever it is double it who cares right. who cares so what's Come organic on. about it made with water it's made with organic love jj oh That's okay you know what organic is it's all it's all recycled is that what it is yeah. organic means recycled now i'm looking for the alcohol content and this is going to take a minute so okay, you well, might as well move past in the meantime me. why don't we introduce our other special guest eight percent in the audience, with uh, in the audience. Well, I suppose the audience in the station tonight, in the studio tonight. The very famous Lois Lane. Lois. Hi, everybody. It's good to be here. Is it really? It's, Hi, Lois. Let's get those cool glasses on. I do have glasses on. Yep, that librarian glasses. She's, she's <laughs> not quite as cool as Raven's she's, glasses from the other. She's week. looking. Yes. She's grading. Exa- <laughs> is she grading exams again? Is that what yes. she's doing? Yes, yes. She is. my exam. Hey, do you still have those glasses, Raven? Yeah, I need them to see. Put them on. <laughs> yes, I well, I have contacts then. I actually, I almost put my blue blockers on because I started to get a headache, and then, and then I was oh. like, "Nah." Okay. Those are over there. There's a lot of jokes in there, but I'm not going to go into it. So listen, we have some. We get fan letters, and uh, Club is the uh, first line of defense when things come in uh, for us. Uh, he collects our fan letters and he vets them. He uh, some of the packages have to be submerged in his pool for 30 days. But in the ones that we can read, we have a bunch of them tonight. So, Club, please. Well, Mac, I, I must say that I did have some issues with uh, some of the mail that came in uh, this week. Mm. But we were able to uh, come up with a few that I could, uh, you know, discuss on the air. Read on the air, cool. Um, interesting, too. It's from uh, folks all over the world, so it's nice to have that kind of nice. response. Um, but I'll, I'll get moving here because the first one uh, is very interesting, and this person apparently has some time issues themselves. Uh, it says, hi, Mac. Uh, do you have any new books coming out? I'll be in jail October 13th. <laughs> this is JC. JC is writing to me. Yeah, okay. Wow, okay. Hi, hey, you hit the all fields. You have all kinds of fields. Go ahead. Play. Next one, I guess. 
Well, uh, the next one is uh, from uh, overseas in uh, Hartford, UK. First, I thought it was Hartford, Connecticut, mm. but it's Hartford, UK. And uh, they uh, say that they uh, love the show. It's definitely a bright spot in the week. I just wanted to thank you for the breadth of subjects covered. I've bought several excellent books written by your guest, which I probably would not otherwise have come across. Nice. Currently reading, uh, current reading includes Gary Olson's Genius Behind the Lens. Good book. But he ends on a bad note. He said, however, I've never read yours. <laughs> But I'm sure they are very good. Well, you know, well thank you, pal. <laughs> thank you for Thanks. the great show. Maybe your books are priced too high or something. You might want to. I mean, there's that. no problem with that. Wow, huh? Okay, thank you. Wasn't that guy a doctor or something from the UK? Uh, let's see. Yes, he's Doctor Sean. Doctor Sean. Okay. Doctor Sean. Doctor Sean. Wow. Hi, Doctor Sean. Uh, let's go Cheers, on to the next Dr. one, Sean. please. Mac, oh, you buy me a ticket. I'll go see him. Okay, you got it. Yeah, you should. Just yeah, bring him a book. Educate him a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, next letter here uh, is from an Edmonton Oilers fan. Now, I don't know if they live in Edmonton or they live in Chelsea, Mass., but they're an Edmonton Oilers okay. fan. Uh, hi, Mac. Yes, there's lots of evidence in regards to nuclear bomb explosions maybe 5,000 years ago. I know the East Indians were sure into pawn if that pyramid covered in big boobs is any idea. Okay, time for some Vicks. <laughs> time for some Vicks. Oh, my God. Wow. They still Vicks. sell Vicks, huh? Cool, I guess, yeah. Yep, some people like the smell of it. Yeah, they sell, they sell Vicks. Do they? Oh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Vicks Vaseline. Yes. My, right mother used, my mother used to put spoons full of Vicks in hot boiling water in a pot. Yep, and then, uh, stand put over your it. Face in it, it, it. The towel over your head, your face in the... And it's breathe that yep. stuff. Yeah, yeah. You no, know, we used to do. We put it on our fingers. Everybody's mother did that. Back yes. I know it. <laughs> we used to put it on our fingers. Yep. Cured with our nose. Yep. Yes, right. Yep. Yeah, yeah. That's the fact. You yep. put, keep your yep. fingers up your nose with it. And yeah. It As a child, I used to so keep funny. a small bottle under my pillow, and that's what it I worked. Mean. Yeah, there was something about it. I don't know, but anyway, yeah. Okay, so um, some guy up in Edmonton, Canada, is into the Vicks. That's cool. Well, he's an Edmonton Oilers fan. He didn't right. say whether he's where he's from. I got a feeling he's not from. Yeah. I get a feeling he's north of the border, but let's go. Uh, next one is, uh, dear Mac, why just tasteful nudes of Juan Juan? Why not <laughs> all of the men in the gang signed, I'm not Raven. <laughs> I'm not That's Raven. who I thought it was from. But I I mean, Maybe she's trying to fool us. Okay. I guess I guess we don't really know for don't. sure, but uh, uh, Mac Maloney's Military X-Files show calendar yeah, Might I'm game. Be a good idea at huh. some point. Okay. I tell you, I got a yellow speedo, and I think it looks oh, good. Oh, TMI there, brother. There TMI. Okay. Yeah, I could see. Uh, you guys just I'm, have to duke it out over who gets what month. Yeah. Okay. I'm for a little cheesecake. <laughs> oh boy. Boy, did this take a wrong <laughs> what turn? What do you think? Cheesecake guys, uh, the calendar. I'm just seeing uh, Jocko's plate on a big bed, man. That's the centerfold. That's July <laughs> and August. Listen, and any <laughs> picture I said has got to be from like 30 years ago. Okay. I'm sorry. What fun is that? Okay. Uh, Lois is maybe has left the building. I don't know if she's still here or not. Uh, just rolling my eyes. You can't hear that. Okay. All right. Uh, okay. Interesting. Uh, I'm not raving. Okay. Next one, please. Yeah, Mac, oh. I, I've, I've selected one more. Uh, this one starts, and finally, Mac, we were received, a, and it says what it said, we were received <laughs> a package mailed just for you. It's from Botswana. 
it appears to be a very rare rhinoceros horn. Say that fast. Very rare rhinoceros horn. There was a note attached, and it says, Mac, I'm on safari with my manservant, Boom, Boopsy. I shot this morning, used a 458 Winchester Magnum with a Model 50 bolt. Put it on your mantle and get a haircut. Love, Mom. Oh, Mom. Mom's been in touch. Okay. Okay, good. I was wondering who that was. Yeah, she, every she time you think a, you can't get any weirder, <laughs> then you get an email like that. That's oh, right. then, you know, Mom always thinks of Coco. She said, P.S. Kisses to Coco. Oh, wow. Oh, wasn't here tonight. Even we in absence, he's with us. Yep. Okay. Wow. Well, there's our fan mail, at least what could be read on Excellent. the air. That's some good ones. Okay. Yes. Right. So a anyway. Good section of our demo. Right. Why don't we take a commercial break now, and we'll be right back sure. after this. Are we ready to go to a break? Sure. Okay. Sure. Uh, okay, uh, you're listening to Mac Morning's Mill Tracks, our show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. We'll be right back. We've all heard of Area 51, the U.S. government's top secret base in the Nevada desert. But have you ever heard of Area 52 or 53 or 54? 54? 54? How about Tonopah Test Range or the Navy's secret base inside the Bermuda Triangle? Find out about them and more in Mac Maloney's Beyond Area 51, Mysteries of the World's Most Forbidden Places. Did Richard Nixon show Jackie Gleason a crashed alien spaceship near the swamps of Florida? Is it true that more UFOs are seen over a small Scottish village than anywhere else in the world? And is there a secret place in Russia that some people think is heaven on earth? In Mac Maloney's Beyond Area 51, you'll visit more than a dozen top secret places around the globe. The haunted forests of New Jersey. A valley in Colorado where shadows come alive and humans can fly without wings. And where's the only secret base in America that's not been visited by UFOs? You've heard Mac talk all about these places on his radio show. Now you can read all about them yourself. That's Mac Maloney's Beyond Area 51, Mysteries of the World's Most Forbidden Places. Now on sale at Amazon. Hey fans, Lois Lane here, and I think it's time for you to get some free swag from Mac Maloney's Military X-Files show. We have badges, pins, bar coasters, and some very cool 3D show logos that we just can't wait to give away. Just go to MacMaloney.com and hit the contact button. Send us an email with your mailing address, and we'll ship the free swag out to you quicker than Switch can eat breakfast. That's MacMaloney.com, and hit the contact button to get your free swag today. Requests for tasteful news of one will be handled on a case-by-case -case basis. Everyone to Macaroni's Mill Tracks Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Macaroni. Hey, listen, we have a real gang here tonight. Let me introduce them. Uh, JJ is with us, girls. Hello, Macaroni. How's it going? Glad to be here. Glad to be anywhere, as a matter of fact. Mm -hmm. Words to live by. Uh, also with us, Willie Club, uh, Security Chief. Hi, Mac. Hi, everyone. Fun Hello, night Club. tonight, as we expected. Okay, good. So far, so good. Also, Agent X is with us from his lair. Hello, Mac. Thanks for having me, and I'm, I'm really having a good time. Hi, really? Good crew. Mm -hmm. How come you don't you have do. any lights on in your room? What's going on there? <laughs> I was just going to say They that. shut off the electricity? 
No. Um, it's kind of a mood. I like. Is it a mood? Behind. It's kind of that with the with the sleeveless shirt. It's kind of like the survivalist mood. You know what I mean? Yeah. If there's a war, you got to bang on his door. Well, Hopefully, he'll let you in. Bomby earlier today. Mm. While I was out walking my dog yes. for four miles, what were you doing? It was a dog walking you. Are they watching soap yeah, Correct. Correct. Okay. You're right. <laughs> Please. Uh, okay. Uh, also with us is our good friend Jocko Johnson, down there in South hey, Carolina. Guys. Oh, right, down there, down south. Ten years with the NYPD, though. Jocko, how you doing? Hey, guys. Good. How are you guys? I'm glad to be here. Good. Having a great time. Good. All right. Him so far, too. Okay. I think the South uh, does you well, Jocko. Yeah, it's nice and quiet. I slow down a lot. That I believe. It's nice in that area. I'm not going to divulge that the area that you're in. It's but beautiful weather, right? It is Bring nice. in uh, the fall and the best time. Chamber of Commerce weather. Yeah, but you got to live with all those people exactly. living south. I mean, down south, right? Yeah, hey, I don't see anybody. Right? Anyway. Up there in upstate New York, <laughs> nowhere near the south, as our good friend Raven, the Good Witch Raven. Hello, my friends. It is not balmy here. It's sweater weather. Is it real already? It okay, is. you're up in upstate New York. Okay, so that means hat weather soon, right? Hat weather. Hat weather is coming. It's I can't do both at once. Right That's now, what you two girls talk about. Probably in another month. Okay, we'll mark that. I got you covered. Okay. And also, in two weeks, you'll be wearing pockets. Pockets. <laughs> Joining us tonight. Are you making fun of me? Great in the wild. No. Why would we do that? There, um, there is, go ahead. X, there's a frost warning in northern New Hampshire. Maybe not a warning, but a frost watch for maybe tonight or tomorrow night. Huh. Wow. Yeah. I was gonna you know, I was gonna move upstate New York when I retired and they said some is over like August twentieth. <laughs> more or no less. Way, I'm out of here. Yeah, more or less. Uh, we lived up there for quite a while, and we got, we got used to it. The thing you got to get used to up there, maybe it's where also where you, uh, uh, Raven, is that there's a period that goes from like the beginning of January to like the middle of February where it just snows every day. It snows like mm-hmm. about two inches, three inches every Literally day. Literally every day. Every Sometimes day. you wake up and there's 18 inches on yeah, the right. ground. Yeah, right. always the storm. Oh. But it just builds up and builds up and builds up, and, and it's, it's crazy. And then eventually it does all go away. They don't try to plow the sidewalks or anything like that. It'd be impossible oh, to no. do. Oh, no. Why do that? Oh no! Yeah, we're, and we live on a side street, so oh, we get plowed last. Yeah. Oh really? So yeah. Raven well knows it builds character. Yeah. The, the yes. have, when I, I went to visit a friend of mine who was in the military, he was uh, up in Fort Drum, and when we went up there, uh, city up there, Watertown, oh, I yeah. asked him, oh, yeah. "Why Way are all there. the fire hydrants and the street signs like twice the size?" And he yeah. said, "Because when it snows, you won't be able to see." Come here in the winter. <laughs> I can't yeah. believe it. It was amazing. <laughs> You would get a lot of snow and also really cold temperatures. I mean, there was a, there was one day it was forty five degrees below zero. Think of that, forty five degrees below zero. Cars wouldn't That's start. That's a good day. Yeah. <laughs> I remember, uh, car, uh, the car wouldn't start. I had to bring the battery in and warm it up with Into a hairdryer. Uh, by the way, Lois Lane is here with us. Hi everybody. And, Hi, Lois. Uh, Hi Lois. And that day we happened to have an, uh, an appointment for the guy to come and replace our windshield. Right, so I'm waiting for the guy. So finally, I call him up. I go, "Are you guys coming out?" He goes, "Are you crazy? You know, it's, it's 45 degrees below zero. You couldn't hear anything. There's no birds or anything. It's very still. That, you know, they're eerily still. Yeah, yeah. No wind. <laughs> no wind. Well, yeah. the birds would have migrated south. Yeah, they were gone. Oh. There's a lot. There's <laughs> a lot of birds here that winter over. I don't know how they do it. Really? Well, they're wintering the, over from way up in Canada. It's warm. These guys year round. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, uh, so they, we're out They here. sleep in your basement, JJ. <laughs> They're sleeping in my barn. <laughs> in, barn. in my basement. There. Most likely his barn. You're right. Yes. They know where to go. So look it. Why don't we do this? Is it time clear? Would you say time for 10 questions for Jocko? 
I don't know who Claire is, but oh, I'm so, okay, we'll cut that out. Okay, uh, and we'll do that, and then we'll do the mind read. It might be funnier after the ten questions. Okay. 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 Here we go. Ten so, ten questions. questions for Jocko Johnson. Get ready there, JJ. The other JJ. Before you start, I don't know anything. Okay, we'll see. <laughs> please. All right. Start the music, please. Uh, number ten. Were you in the NYPD for ten years? Wait. Can I start over? I just missed. That. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> happens for all of us. You were in the NYPD for ten years. Within a hundred, how many donuts did you consume in that time? How many donuts in the ten years? Myself personally? Yes. Within a hundred. Oh, I don't know. I'd have to really. Is think it about thousands? That. You got to figure at least three, four days. So. Three, four That's days. Ten years. Okay. All right. It's Coffee in the, as well. It's in the thousands. Coffee. Okay. All right. Did you ever go? Coffee's did you have good. a favorite place, or would you just go all over the yeah. city? No, we had a guy who made donuts, like, you know, fresh, and he'd yeah. sample all these bakeries and stuff. And yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, nice. He always hooked us up. Nice and Nothing like a fresh baked donut. Extra jelly in them. Yeah, yeah, uh, extra jelly for the cops. You should never no know white, that no white you were a big donut person. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. You can't, eat, can't have the white powder. It's on the uniform. I mean, <laughs> looks like Coke. Yep, I mean, we understand. Okay, here we go. Next question, please, for Jocko Johnson. Number nine. You get a call about a hippie, a yuppie, and a cat stuck in a tree. Who do you shoot first? Who do you shoot first? <laughs> well, I'm saving the cat. I don't know about the other cats. <laughs> Correct. That's the right answer. Cat level. Always go to the animal first. Okay. Next question, please. Ten questions for Jocko John. <laughs> Number eight. How often did you let the neighborhood kids play with your gun? Right. Just Every entertain the kids. I'm supposed whenever. to be friendly whenever. I was a nice guy, you know. Come on over, play with the gun. I'm sure you were. Do, do you understand what the, what they call weapons in the uh, in the service? Go ahead. What? Tell us. This is, well, when when you've got a gun, or you'd never call your your oh, rifle yeah. a gun. Okay. okay. I get you. This is my rifle. This is my gun. This, this is, is for, for shooting, and this, this is, is for, for fun. fun. We yep. should call Roscoe. Excellent. You know? Always remember Roscoe. Lowest black area is. Okay. I'll tell you a quick story. We were in the police academy. They took us in, and we're doing a firearms training. And the first day, the guy says, don't ever teach anybody in your family how to use your gun. Everybody's going to want to touch it, play with it, see what it's like. Just hold it. Let them look at it. Get it out of their system. He goes, because if not, when they point it at you, it's yep. going to look like this. And he picks up this wooden cutout of a gun that was about seven feet long. <laughs> and he pointed it at you. The barrel was like that big. The visual effect. Thinking, okay, I got it. Wow. That's good advice. You know that? That's, That's really yeah, good advice. Um, that makes sense. Um, I, you know, just a, a brief story. My grandfather, who grew up with us, uh, I grew up in the same house uh, that he lived. Uh, was involved in the Sacco and Vanzetti case back in the 30s. Oh, Does man. anyone remember that? He was. Yep. He sold the getaway car to them, okay, unbeknownst to him, okay? <laughs> so uh, so he was called uh, as a witness to that trial, and, you know, the, 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 the elevator pitches of these two guys who are anarchists. So they say, you know, in the 30s, robbed the bank to kind of fund their uh, little uh, militia party or whatever they're doing. So they get caught. They were found guilty and they were executed. I don't know if they were hung. How they? I don't. I don't know how they did it. But anyway, he was involved in the uh, in this in this trial and he had to testify. And I never knew this. Uh, he always uh, carried a gun with him, but I never knew it. I never thought that there was a gun in the house. He just kept it. A, 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 a secret. This is like for forty years, you know. So that's, that's the best yeah, way to do it. but that's uh, the way to yeah, do it. That's don't how you answered before. You don't know where they are, right? Yeah. Oh, I see. Okay, maybe, that, maybe not. <laughs> this one under your hat, probably. Okay, I listen. think it was common in the family in in those days. 
Yeah, he, he got some threats not to testify, that type of thing. So, he felt Those better. Those are the guys who blew up Wall Street. Caring, a piece. Hmm? Those are the guys when they blew up Wall Street. What do you mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, they're the same people. They're anarchists or something. Who knows what they're up to. So, anyway, next question. Ten questions for Jocko Johnson. Okay. Uh, is it true chicks dig cops? Do chicks dig cops? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, okay. <laughs> The best looking ones, too. and the nicest ones. Wow! Excellent. <laughs> so fortunate, right? Raven? I can relate to that. To protect okay. and serve. Okay, cool. Next question, please, for Dr. Jones. Uh, okay. Of the core radio show gang, Mac, Juan, Juan, Switchy, Covert, and Raven, who is the most arrestable? Mm. Who would you arrest That's first? A tough one. That's a tough one. See, because you know, one one's got that look. You want to drag him in right away, right? Obvious. Just for anything. Right. Mackie would have grinned by the beard, maybe, but he's a big teddy bear. So, you know, he's okay. Oh, you know? Who's the teddy bear? You know. You Not know. me. You're, uh, no, you're, 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 you're mixed up, my friend. No, no. Cobra, Cobra a big smart teddy guy. bear. Yeah, he's like a he's you know, cuddly teddy bear. Oh, I see. Big teddy bear. A cuddly guy. You know. Who are you talking about? Juan Juan? And then you got. Oh, you. See, I would think maybe Switch. Not a teddy bear. You got that look. You got to be careful of those guys. Oh, yeah. Switch. Switch, he's like, he's trying to just go into the radar. Yeah, yeah. He'd kill you <laughs> if he was mad enough, I think. He's a, he's a wild card. Right. Yeah. That's yep. what I'm saying. I had to watch him. Okay. So, Cabo Cobra. He would never see. He'd talk his way out of it. You'd never arrest him. <laughs> smart. Nice smart. Oh, Cobra yeah. would 100% talk his yeah. way out of it. Yeah. You'd arrest yourself. Yeah. He would talking. think so. I'd let him think that. But, mm-hmm. you know, that ain't happening either. Wow. I'm going to tell you, Jocko, when you meet um, Switchy in person, he's just a sweetheart. He's yeah, a teddy bear. I know that. I know you. Yep. Oh. I'm just out of when did you meet? Oh, that's right. We brought Nobody. him out. Nobody. I let everybody. <laughs> when he was in town for the exit of UFO conference, we brought him out drinking. And I remember halfway through the night, we said, this is what happens when you hang out with us. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. I would have paid to see that. Yeah, oh, it was yeah, quite the weekend. During the UFO festival. Right, yeah. yeah. Uh, annual festival. Next, the price of admission. Next Exeter, question. New Hampshire was excellent. Raven. Ten questions for Draco Jones. Uh, number five. Uh, why do you hate firemen? Why do you hate firemen? Oh, How did you know that? Everyone knows that New York <laughs> cops hate the firemen down just, there. We know, yeah. And vice versa. I've seen Reno 911. I know mm. they hate firemen. Yeah. So why? What, what is the point, Shaking. though? Aren't you supposed to be working together? Well, you know, see, like, we actually work, and we're out there like a target, you know, all the time. Okay, go ahead. The and they just right. went to burning firemen, buildings? They're sleeping for like 48 hours, oh, and they go home oh. to a second job. <laughs> That's a good point. And they, actually. Then they got wow. like sticky fingers and they get you in trouble because they think, you know, well, they call them the 40 thieves, and, right? And yeah. Like we're but, taking stuff. And allegedly. We never yes. yes. We never went in there. Uh, listen, on fire. not to disparage these guys because. Uh, no, they're brave. Yeah, brave, yeah I mean. And after 9 11 and so on, you know, maybe people's <laughs> opinion changed. But did you remember the first World Trade Center attack? It was in like 1990, yeah. 91. Was it 94? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> it didn't go as planned, okay, but it still was a big deal, and they flooded both towers with cops and firemen. And there's, uh, and I had actually been up to this place. It's called Windows on the World. There's a restaurant. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I guess times. once the firemen got through with it, there was nothing left. They ate all the food. They were hungry. The guys figured the the refrigerators were going out, so they yeah, let them eat. They, they, you know, I'll tell you a fast there's, thing. There's a lot know, of firemen, too. the FDNY, they are great guys. I yes, guess. go I mean, ahead. That's there it. is no fire department in this world mm. that fights a fire from the inside out, and they still do it. Mm. They will go in and attack a fire. Most fire companies, fire departments, they'll stand outside, squirt water on it. Mm-hmm. Especially if there's nobody in there, they won't even look. Yep. Unless you tell them, oh, my baby's upstairs. This... They will just squirt water on it and put it out. But 
those guys, they will go in, they will attack it, mm-hmm. vent it, they will take it apart, and they won't leave till their spark is out. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Okay, that's good to hear because mm-hmm. I remember reading yeah. a story that the that that the tensions were so high between the cops and the firemen. I think this was pre nine eleven. I'm not sure. Yeah, uh, I, I that exactly there was an incident where where a cop said something to a fireman and the fireman threw an axe at him and hit the back of the police car. And, I mean, that's pretty brutal, man. That, <laughs> but, it's like what Viking happened was stuff. New York City pretty much fireproofed itself. If mm-hmm. you look on all the cans of like uh, flammable materials, butane, fire, lighter fluid, it's all got NY, you know, FDNY, whatever certified, yep. NYC, whatever. It's the standard, right, for the country. Hmm. So they had nothing to do pretty much after a while. Like everything that burnt was burnt and everything else was fireproof. <laughs> that's funny. So they everything was Around, around, you know, huh? checking fire hydrants, doing right. inspections. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Then one day, uh, you know, they would try to do stuff that we were doing. They would come to accidents. And yes. Different jobs. Yep. And we were saying, oh, boys, come on. You know, we got a union. We got to work. Through we got a union. So they started putting hoses, three-inch hoses, on our emergency service trucks. <laughs> so they could cap into the yes. uh, hydrants. Sure. Cough fires out and stuff. And they would show up and be like, hey, we have friends. Get out of here. <laughs> that's how a lot of those, I mean, they, uh, can only, they can only do the, the calendar that's like a one yeah. shot that's right. thing. That and takes then one done. day. Right. And that's day. how a lot of those uh, axe throwing and different things uh, occur. <laughs> anyway, I was trying to shade on firemen. Let's, let's, that's uh, good behind the scenes stuff. Yes. That's let's, fantastic. I love, I love that Jocko's behind the scenes. Oh, yeah. He's behind the scenes, baby. Department. That's really. I can tell you some really good stories. But I, I want that tea. There's movie treatment there. Why don't we go on to the next question? Top 10 questions for Jocko Johnson. Number four true or false? You started a Jamaican beef stick company called Jerking with Jocko. Right? No, they were beef patties. Beef Jamaican patties. beef patties, maybe goat, but they had a little fire in it sometimes. Mac, you sent me the wrong information. Why? What's up? You know, beef patties, you know, the little like, jerking, yeah, jerking with Jocko is wrong. I, how'd I mix that up? <laughs> It's okay. just a cover for Jerking with Jocko. Next. <laughs> jerking with Jocko. Just an excuse to get that in there. Oh, I love it. Best I can here, Your Honor. <laughs> Everyone is doing a great job. Lois is not hearing any of this. No, this is, uh, we're blocking out our headphones. She's tuned in. She's tuned, yeah, she's, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, uh, next question, please. Top 10 questions of Jocko Johnson. Number three. How many pictures of Raven do you have hanging in that special room in your cellar? We get this question well, a lot. It's not, none at all. I can't <laughs> see any. Okay. Max said he was going to sell me some, but I never sell. I don't think the word I better get a cut of that. Goes, see, now see, see the, you just pulled the pin out of the hand grenade, Jocko. Uh, next question, please, Raven. Uh, number two. Is it true that you come from a long line of Jockos? Uh, yeah, maybe. Okay. Can't, they come over in the Mayflower. Jocko. I'm not under oath, am I? No, not yet. No. Do you want me to pull the pin now? Because, when you know he has a hand grenade. <laughs> okay. Wow. Oh, wow. Okay. Is that a real hand grenade? It looks like it. Let's see. It is. That's go. a real hand grenade. It's a real hand grenade. Yikes. Okay. Whew. With a pin in it. Yeah, with a pin in it. Of course it's got a pin. If it don't, is there spoon any... pops, you're in trouble. You have don't a grandson there? Pull the pin no. out? No, I, I have one of those hand grenades, and it says, if you have a complaint, pull the yeah. Pull the <laughs> Number one, right? And just wait a few seconds. Wow, wait, okay. Wait, Okafaso gave it to me. <laughs> Who? Who's that, please? My IT guy. We'll okay. Talk about right. I thought it was some battlefield hero. Go ahead, please, Raven. Your IT guy's name Guido? Yeah, think of that for a minute. Indeed. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. You got anything um, against meatballs? Go ahead. Go ahead, please. Guido. Raven. Uh, and the final question. Final question. Did you ever arrest anyone for being too good looking? No, but we've done other things. <laughs> <laughs> 
Perfect, perfect. Oh, man. So, okay, there you go. Top 10 questions of Jocko Johnson. He took them like a man, right? As long yeah. as I wasn't under oath, I'm at liberty to tell you. There you go. That That's was perfect. Excellent. Right. And Lois was and not I, under I, oath I either. I hope so. we're not under oath. Win-win. So, Lois, I got to tell you the truth, you know, and sometimes it's not always uh, pretty. So why don't we do this? Why don't we take a quick commercial break now, and we'll be right back after this. You're listening to Mac Maloney's Mill Tracks. I'll show you here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. It's early medieval Europe. Norse marauders are pouring down from the north. Steppe riders threaten from the east, and Moorish raiders are surging up from the south. Now, as the Vikings plan an invasion of Ireland, the country's aging king must somehow protect his nation. But who is up to the task? Nordic sagas tell us an obscure and unlikely hero arises to save his people. Wolf of Clontarf leaps into history as a nightmare to the Norse and avenger for the Celts. It's Vikings meets Braveheart as this legendary Irish warrior, some medieval special operations forces, and a young woman spy help the Irish king defeat the Viking invaders. It's a tale spanning 15 years and leading up to the most decisive battle of the Middle Ages. That's Wolf of Clontarf, a new novel from Thomas J. Howley, now on Amazon. Back everyone to Mac Maloney's Middle Tracks, our show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. Oh, did I say macaroni already there, Lois? Did, yes, you did. Can you check the notes? Okay, this is Mac Maloney, okay? Uh, we have quite a gang here tonight. Kind of a different show, but, uh, you know, that doesn't mean it's not good. Uh, very famous Juan Juan is here, girls. You got it? Hi, how's it going? How's it going, girls? I came upon a, uh, some songs of the other day that you gave me that were sent to you by some female admirer. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Do you want him back? What song was that? Do I want him back? <laughs> I, get, okay. I get links to songs by a lot of my female. These are on a thumb. These are on a thumb. A thumb yeah. Okay. So it's very personal. We'll talk about it often. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Um, songs that have meaning only for the uh, listener and yeah. the sender. Exactly. You've encapsulated right. I got it. it. You're a man, JJ. No Coco tonight and no I'm switch. A star, dude. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Hang on a second. Maybe not music, but you do get the rim shot. Um, no switchy, no Coco. Uh, but uh, Security Chief Willie Club is here, aka Whitey. Hi, Mac. Whitey Bulger. <laughs> if Whitey, <laughs> we have to be a TV show. This is doing? insane. He's dressed up. Uh, he looks a lot like Whitey Bulger, a famous now passed away gangster from Boston, and it, it's it's a little bit uh, uncanny and weird. But you know, Mac, I heard that you talked about my old buddy, uh, John Gordy. Go ahead. He had some uh, thing about me, uh, about being Irish. <laughs> Not necessarily me. I'm going to tell you, you know, John and I used to talk all the time, and I told him, we're Goombas, yes. you know, because I'm part Italian. Yes. And he said, you are? I said, yeah, the part I sit on. Whoa. Oh, <laughs> man. Well, I know. I heard all the FBI tapes. Then, yeah, right. <laughs> what these <laughs> are? Chief, it's clever. I'm going to memorize that one. That's a good one. <laughs> Whitey was, he's a funny guy. 
He's a funny guy. Yeah, I'm married to an Italian, so I can do that. That's your, right. Yeah, yeah, right. You're entitled. Irish, yeah. Exactly. The funny thing is, is you know, this is a real Boston show, but the funny thing is we used to hang out is down Castle Island as kids. Our parents would bring us down there for, you know, ice cream or whatever. You walk around this old fort, get yes. back in the car and go home, you know? I mean, it's just funny that. It was no big deal, right? It was no big deal. But, you know, he, this is what this guy was up to. And plus, he also buried the bodies in Dorchester on our beach. This guy, you don't know what this means. Club, you'll know. Okay. How dare they? He waxed them in Salty, and he buries them in Tin Ann Beach in Dorchester. That's such an insult. I mean, that's an insult. You got to put them on someone else's turf. Yeah, but, but you don't want to put them on uh, Dorchester's turf, frankly. I'd put them in. What a, what a good time that was. I mean, when, when I was in Charlestown with my grandmother lived, <laughs> right off of Bunker Hill. There was the Italian side of this alley that we lived in. We lived in an alley. Okay, you had short, had short street and short street place. It was like wow. an alley. So, the the front doors are facing this uh, cobblestoned alley. Yes, basically, and the Dorseys and the Reagans are across the, the alley, and then there's the Italian side, the Catania's. That's funny. On on this side, it was just fantastic. This in Charlestown. Charlestown, are you talking about or Cambridge? Charleston. 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 It sounds like Charleston. I visit my grandmother every weekend. Right. Okay. On my, on my mother's side. And just the yeah. fact that they have the highest percentage of armed car robbers from Charleston <laughs> makes no don't don't believe the numbers. There's a movie called uh, which is actually pretty good. It's uh, Ben Affleck is in it, called The Town. Oh, and, The Town. The yeah. Town. Mm -hmm. And it's like a mm -hmm. stupid plot. He goes. Did I introduce Raven? Have I introduced you yet, Raven? Hi, I Raven don't know. Is with us. Hi. <laughs> Hi, my friends. And also, uh, yeah, Lois Lane. Is with us. I don't know. Lois yeah. Lane is here. Hi, everybody. She does not have a bun either. No. Uh, do you? No, no bun. It's a no bun night. Uh, so anyway, I'm so a Kentucky Stout brewed uh -huh. with coffee. Brewed with coffee. <laughs> so you'll be I awake and drunk. in Kentucky this, too. But there's no coffee. Yeah. Kentucky <laughs> coffee stout. Wow, huh? Okay. This is uh, the. Uh, I gotta tell you, that sounds gross. It's what yeah, it does and it is. Why do you have to uh, flavor the half? Oh well, this then it's okay. It can be forgiven. And marker. You, you'll be awake. Hard seltzer, lemon, Wait strawberry, and it's four percent. Oh, right. Wimpy. Whatever happened yeah. to beer flavored beer? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't like to go get that uh, bear claw stuff. Coffee. What was it called? Bear. What's the name of the White brewery? Claw? Oh, you don't need oh, a. Oh wait. Where you are? Beer tree. Beer tree. Beer tree. I'll. I'll hook you up. Don't worry. I gotta get. I gotta do a road trip up there and just do a big handoff, a case of beer tree. Bring a trailer. Ooh. I rent a van. Okay. 10%. So everyone has been uh, introduced. X, did I introduce you? Nope. Okay. All right. Lois may, may, may uh, disagrees, but go uh, ahead. Correct you about um, the, the Whitey Bulger story. Go ahead. Because I thought the same thing you did, that <laughs> when we were playing down at Tinian Beach and yes. we were in, yes. across from the um, – McKeon Post and all yeah, that. Yeah, yep, yes. We were we were launching plastic ships and throwing firecrackers Go at ahead, them and all yes. that. Go ahead, yes. And that's exactly where Whitey Bulge. Oh, is that? Oh, right near Florian Hall. Buried all of those. Oh, no, no, there was a couple down in. It was, in, it was really? after us. Wow. Oh, I know. It was in the 80s. Yeah, yeah. It was after yes, us, yeah. yes. Yeah. We were innocent back then. Right. Right. You know what we used to do? This is so nutty, a show. It's amazing. Tell us. So, so where we live. Ca caught in the crossfire or anything. It was just uh, kids enjoying life That's in all. amongst that crowd. Dodging yeah. the boards. We would, uh, when we were 13 and 14 years old, now this, how nutty is this when you think back on it? The drive-in movie, Naponsa Drive-In, was an X-rated movie oh, yeah. theater. Yep. <clears throat> yes. So yeah. we used yeah, to climb. Of course. We used to climb up on the billboard that was right, right. in back of it. 
And this thing was like 300 feet high and a little, little, little iron ladder. Okay. It was unbelievable. And we'd bring like a couple six packs up there. This is they were 14 years old. Schlitz bear. Remember Schlitz was bear? <laughs> right, Schlitz. Yeah, from Philadelphia. We get yeah. face and sit up there and watch the one. dirty movies. It, it was, it, it, wow. And then you have to climb back down. You fell down. And didn't know it. Okay, wow, we are killing time tonight. Matt, so let's did, did, this, did, uh, growing up in society take the fun out of life? Yes. I mean, think of all those things that could growing have Growing up you. in society as if you have a choice. No, I'm not mean, <laughs> right, but right, in true. society. I mean, society itself. Yes. You know, being a normal place in society. Yeah, but what's normal? normal? I mean, what's... Making a living. What, you're well off? I mean, we were, living we were is like... Overrated. Being a kid in those times. Yes. In those, in those mean streets of... Like for me, Cambridge and Charlestown. What a well, Charlestown. What a, <laughs> I hear it. I hear Cambridge. It yeah. And then there's Charlestown. Yes. Right. That's and, a union and yang there, my friend. Right? Go one ahead. one. It was Cambridge was a witsy little Oof. rich people place. That's right. It, Charlestown was Harvard okay students back then. hanging out. Yeah. But it was character building for us mm -hmm. going. Yeah, sure. I think. Well, yes, some of it was, let's say. Yep. Um, anyway, yeah, Charlestown is where all your relatives live. You know, you always had like a family of relatives living in yeah, Charlestown. Right. Yeah, you're right. You're see right. Them. Bunker Hill Day, we Bunker always went to open house. Big always day. had open house. With, yep. the, with the hoodsies. Yep. You bopped in on families that you hadn't seen in years yep. and, you know, got a piece of lasagna and some oh. uh, some antipasto salad and off you went and <laughs> have a nice day. And, and We you, didn't have any lasagna at yeah. my aunt's house yeah, was, there, but. No. Like pork and uh, cabbage or something. Yeah, Jocko's eyes are glazing over. Yeah, I know. Let's go. We, he's not drinking coffee-infused beer. He might fall asleep. So listen, Raven has a crystal ball, okay, and she knows how to use it. So we're going to. <laughs> knows how to use it. We're going to delve into Jocko's. Yeah, life. I do. This is all. <laughs> this is all Jocko all time tonight. This is Jocko. This is your show, there, dude. JJ, number yeah, two. Right. You should cut it up and save it for like another Let's see what happens. We're going to have music. I can tell you that. Okay, so listen. Surrounded. Uh, Look into your crystal ball there, Raven, and uh, tell us everything we want to know about Jocko. Yeah, so talking about Jocko's birthday, which is August 10th, this is the day of the velvet voice. And if that doesn't make, you know, everyone just have like an aha moment, then I don't know what will, because it's so appropriate. Um, so having... August 10th as his birthday, he's a Leo, um, he's a fire sign, and he is ruled by the number one and the sun. Um, so you have a voice that must be heard. Um, this trait draws people to you. Stop uh, police. Bang, bang. What? Yeah. <laughs> well, bang, bang, stop police. What more do you need to say? Yeah, I, I, it, it makes so much sense. Go, please. Um, it draws people to you um, because of your liveliness and your good humor. Um, you're highly dependable and you have a great capacity for making others feel good, which is what makes you a great entertainer. Wow. Um, you can be difficult to reach emotionally sometimes. Wow. Um, and you do not tend to open up on a personal <laughs> level. However, you do wow. have a strong desire to have an audience. Wow. Um, you may suffer greatly Sorry. if your work goes unappreciated, which could allow for a cynical attitude to kind of overtake you. Um, and you are eager to rise to the top, but you need to be aware of this road as you may overwhelm others by your energy and just how tremendous it is. So 
Draco. Calm, calm down. <laughs> this is, I, I, this uh, is the sorry, closest. Actually, this is the closest we've been to tarot really. card here. Sorry. Oh, tarot cards. Get ready. Tarot cards. Oh, this is bad. The, you are the Wheel of Fortune. TV this is show. a great card. Fine, uh, come with that. Yes. Can you see it? Yeah. yeah. Okay. This card signifies uh, a reversal in fortune. Um, it does suggest that nothing is permanent and to expect change. Um, I'm like I'm going to croak. Vegas. No, go to no. Vegas, baby. <laughs> it means that no success or failure is permanent. It's it's a good card because it it's the best of both worlds, I guess you could say, mm. in a way that your successes mean that much more to you. Wow. And you know that you can move past your any failures that you may have. Um, and you share a birthday with Hugo Eckner. He was actually the developer of the Zeppelin. Oh, how'd that um, work? How'd that isn't work? Isn't that cool? Yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> you share a birthday with Patty Austin, a jazz singer, Jimmy Dean. Jimmy Dean. Uh, sausage guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's what I thought. I eat them. You know, the, uh, uh, yeah. Herbert Hoover, as you guys may <laughs> oh, yeah. know, is a, mm -hmm. a president. Yeah. Uh, Wolfgang Paul, he was a Nobel Prize winning physicist. Mm -hmm. And Norma Shearer, um, uh -huh. an actress. And your meditation is so perfect for you. Uh, this is your meditation mantra. The TV is a gun pointed at the viewer. Wow, man, oh man. Is that right That's on the That's what money? I see in my mystic ball. You were right on about... Oh, everything except for like three things. I never wanted to be the boss. I didn't care. That's why I wanted I went around to be a detective rather than a supervisor. I didn't care. If people thought I was doing wrong, oh well, that's their problem. And I can't remember the other thing now. But otherwise, you were okay. spot on. That was the closest we've really? ever come for sure. Wow. Okay, who's excellent, excellent job. When Brady. I was going through that in my in my crystal ball, I was floored mm -hmm. just based did, on did you see any knowing lottery Jocko numbers? the way that I do. Yes, I did you see any lottery numbers? It doesn't work that no, way, Jocko. It doesn't work Let's like see. that. Man. <laughs> I wish. Why? If it did, I why would not? be. Why not? I'd be on. How about a horse? Why would the paranormal? I'd be on the, the, show, show, be be on the show, but I'd probably not be in New York State. I'd be, you know, in like Alaska or something. on a big yacht someplace doing the show. Listen, why would the paranormal draw the line in gambling? You know, they let you hear and know everything really? else. You know, they let us hang in there. Meanwhile, look at why. I have he's, a dead he's, relative that's like, the winning lottery numbers are 27. Nobody wants me to succeed like that. Well, that doesn't yeah. work like that. You got to, you know, play to. Uh, hey, listen, I'm looking at Club. He's, he's scaring the hell out of me now. He hasn't moved one inch since this whole Whitey thing is taking over. Look at him. We got to be a TV well, show. I'm, this is no, I'm just taking this in he, like a sponge. Is, I, I don't, I, I'm just. Unbelievable. <laughs> Wowee. Okay. If anybody looks like anybody, he looks like Whitey so unbelievably yeah, accurate. It, that's okay. what I mean. It's kind of scary. You know how Whitey used to just kind of stand there and <laughs> yeah. look out at everything? Oh Get my your heart out. Yeah. I know. It's the whole, the whole thing. This has you to be the be Boston show. You know, he should go on Kino. Kino? Yeah, on yeah. Kino? Oh, what's that thing? The thing. Camino. Oh, uh, Cameo. Oh, yeah. Cameo. Yeah. Cameo. Cameo. <laughs> Right. He should go on cameo you, as Whitey Bulger, that's and me. that we can like look at right. Whitey Bulger ain't dead. You know, <laughs> he's alive. He's well, alive. Spell the name Whitey differently. Spell it with two e's. If anyone the wants a cameo, cameo. If anyone wants a cameo, 
from Whitey Bulger. Hit us up. 4% yeah. in that drink tonight, folks. Autograph uh, some merchandise. He's mixing my color. You know. I never remember the name to that thing. Damn you. But what's the difference between that and what's the other thing? Only fans or something? What's what's the one that they... Right, only fans, yep. Only fans. Only okay. fans was the one that just banned uh, porno. Right. Mac, Mrs. 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 Warren Warren just texted me saying that her mother had a crystal ball. Now, I told you that her mother does uh, or did automatic writing, right? Well, was she it? talked about you know the seances we went to when we were dating and her mother was there orchestrating the That's seance. So cool. Wow. And then did yeah. the automatic writing to go with it? Yeah. Oof. Oh, that is that's some heavy that's, stuff. That's, no kidding. And and I'm just dating this chick, right? And I'm going to say yeah. <laughs> That'd be a pretty cool first date. Hey, day. yeah. Hey, babe, how's mother. it going? Oh, we're just going to a seance. Oh, okay, cool. Cool. I'm, I like seances. It's my <laughs> favorite. Was the last weekend. <laughs> wow, we yeah, I, see again. I will say, I'd rather read a best-selling <laughs> book. By this author, Mag Malone. Don't, the please. Star Series, the, the Hunt, Hawk Hunter book. You know, on sale. All those great stories. On sale everywhere. Go ahead. That's right. Uh, we should now plug on uh, uh, X's friend's uh, book. Go ahead, please. X, what's the name of that book? Wolf of Clontuff. Wolf of Clontuff. And now it's starting to break up and break out into um, Japan and mm. China. Oh, right. China. Right. Interesting. Okay. Because they used to love the Vikings. Now they hate the Vikings. This is the uh, the story about how the Irish kicked the Vikings out of Ireland. That's yeah, the elevator yeah, so. pitch. And um, my friend um, says it, it's doing well, and I appreciate – I will tell him I appreciate um, your uh, opportunity for me to talk about that. And if you go to his website, nice. you will find – if you go Wolf of Clontuff, you'll see the website. Yes. You will find um, a, a ton of international <laughs> interviews. Um, international. Video and audio with them. Thank oh, you. Videos. Okay, cool. Wolf of Clontuff. Clontuff, right? C-L-O-N-T-A-R-F. Oh, the Irish kicked the Vikings out of Ireland. Uh, wow, okay. Macaroni. Interesting. Uh, yes, please. Uh, and apparently yeah. that was no small feat because the Vikings were uh, – no. Badass and effort. Nah, nah, they're kind of right? pussies. They're pussies in a way by that time. When, <laughs> when is the next uh, Orc Hunter book out? Because I want to be able to pre order that. Are you going to jail October 13th? No, but <laughs> I want to make sure I have it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, sure I don't know. I, I don't know. It's in, he, around he Christmas. He tells me he's hoping in about six months. Christmas. Do you know what the title is? That long? The oh, title is. Uh, it, it, I, he tells me, I'll give you a hint. It, it'll be taking. It'll take place in medieval Spain, as the uh, Irish throw the um, Moors out of Spain. What are you talking about? Is that your next book? Is that what you just? I mean, your friend's next book? Yes. Okay. I'm talking about Huacanta. It's called the Jericho yeah, it, Raid or something. The it'll Jericho. It'll take eight hundred years for that to happen. But you broke up. What was it? The Jericho. Raid, I think, is the name of it. I don't really pick the Jericho uh, Raid. Oh, Jericho, yes, right, right. You know how the walls of Jericho. For the uh, movie, Mac came down. Hey, you and me both there, brother. Yeah, we're still waiting here. It, we've, it's a Netflix series, book. definitely. Yeah. They've well, oh, not in yeah, not yeah, in a while, but you know, we've been. I've said this on the show many times. You know, was approached three times, you know, for an option. They call it. They give you a little bit of money, and all it is is basically they have the exclusive rights to it for six months. If they don't sell in six months, they either that's it or they re up. As long as they send you a check. 
So, right, exactly. You know, it's like money, you know, while you sleep type thing. It's it's cool. It's not a whole lot of money, but it's, why not, right? So, but it, every single time it comes back, too expensive. Are we all done with the crystal ball? I've done my reading. Thank you. She's done her reading. Great. <laughs> I hope you like it. Excellent. That was an excellent reading, too. It was too. excellent. Yeah, very, yeah. very good. Chipper on the way out. Okay, so listen. Yes. Chocolate, now that we're here, um, you know what? Why don't we take a break so we can uh, regroup here, and we'll get back to Jocko segment on the wall with the emus, the emu wall. Uh, you're listening to Mac Maloney's Military Exile Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. I should remind everyone, all you have to do is go to um, macmaloney.com, hit the contact button, send us an email, and you can get some of our swag, buttons, um, patches, bar coasters. It's kind of going fast, so I would, you know, um, it's not going to last forever. Let's put it that way. Uh, so anyway, yes, what else? What are we giving them? What else, uh, Wani? Uh, coasters, coasters, bar coasters, and pins. Where can we get these? Oh, decals and right the badges. Right, just go to macmaloney.com, hit the contact button. That brings you to the email where you fill out the email, email with your address. Just send us your address. We'll mail out the swag to you. Hey, do we have a tattoo artist that Sounds if we uh, make an offer that uh, guests could come up to the uh, area and the tattoo artist will uh, <laughs> the Mac Maloney logo tattoo on uh, any part of the <laughs> wow? Spur? Okay. I'm sure you could find one. What's the liability of all of them? I would get that tattoo. <laughs> <Okay>. Why not? <laughs> there he is. Yeah, he's just going to get a, the badge, right? A, okay. yeah. Oh, you're not promoting everything you get, tonight. Get the Take merch. Off. Bring a coaster to the tattoo shop and say, this is what I want. Put your beard on it. Yeah, exactly. Simple. Right. Right. Okay. And, and flash Simple. that badge anywhere you want that jackal. That'll get you out of a speeding ticket, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I sure will. Absolutely. Allegedly. By the way, Mac, those... Those coasters are all over New England now. <laughs> really? Okay. Because you've hit every bar from Maine I to did, yeah. Rhode Island. Okay, good. That means we don't have to do it. Okay. Uh, so listen, we'll be right back after this. We've all heard of Area 51, the U.S. government's top secret base in the Nevada desert. But have you ever heard of Area 52 or 53 or 54? 54? 54. How about Tonopah Test Range or the Navy's secret base inside the Bermuda Triangle? Find out about them and more in Mac Maloney's Beyond Area 51, Mysteries of the World's Most Forbidden Places. Did Richard Nixon show Jackie Gleason a crashed alien spaceship near the swamps of Florida? Is it true that more UFOs are seen over a small Scottish village than anywhere else in the world? And is there a secret place in Russia that some people think is heaven on earth? In Mac Maloney's Beyond Area 51, you'll visit more than a dozen top secret places around the globe, the haunted forests of New Jersey, a valley in Colorado where shadows come alive and humans can fly without wings. And where's the only secret base in America that's not been visited by UFOs? You've heard Mac talk all about these places on his radio show. Now you can read all about them yourself. That's Mac Maloney's Beyond Area 51, Mysteries of the World's Most Forbidden Places. Now on sale at Amazon. Welcome back, everyone, to Mac Maloney's Military Exile Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. Wow. What a show this has turned into and turned out to be. But let me quickly introduce the uh, co-defendants here. Um, very famous Juan Juan is here. Hello, Mac. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Also, uh, it. I like it. <laughs> Willie Club, our security chief. Thank God he's here. A uh, little in disguise Gunshot. at the moment. Hi, <laughs> no. Mac. We had a little accident here. Excuse oh, really? It, it did sound like a gunshot well, there. After. You're right, Willie. What was that? Shots fired? Is that what that was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm to keep call my head backup. down up here. Okay. Got your back up on the way, pal. Here we go. Uh, also, Agent X is here with us. Agent X. Hi, Mac. Thanks for having me. My big 140-pound Irish wolfhound would never do Ooh, that. Boy. But the cat did it in a heartbeat. That dog is amazing. <laughs> I love that dog. He's amazing looking. 120 pounds? Holy mackerel. Wow, that's on the body. Um, She's a girl. At least. Yeah, 120. Oh. And I have a Yorkshire Terrier, Lucia, that weighs uh, five and a half pounds. Wow. Huh. But they're yeah, still dogs, right? They still sniff each other's asses, right? So they're still dogs, man. <laughs> that's right. So licks her butt, and then she gives me a kiss later There you on. go. Wow, that's love. Lois Lane, how mean is that? She, she doesn't have her uh, headphones on. She's smart. I, She's I smart. took off my headphones because it's getting a little raunchy. For me. See, see? You always, need, you always need someone to level things out. Yeah. The second half of the show, I usually take off my headphones because this is when all... Yeah, okay. Well, I, when do it falls too, apart. I do yeah. the same thing. I, I, I love completely that. understand. <laughs> it's it's uh, halfway through the second hour where it starts to fall apart and becomes uh, X-rated. Is yeah. that what you're saying? No, I'm not X-rated. It's not X-rated. There's no cocoa. There's no switchy to, you know, kind of keep the you, train I, on the I'd track. I want to be a student in her class. <laughs> How can I sign up? Yeah. You sure you could pass, though? You've got to be like seven years old. I don't care. I don't care if I pass. If I have to repeat or be on detention, it would be fine with me. <laughs> The oh, first no. thing you have to do is take off those dumb sunglasses. But I like that she's got a rough on. I'll tell you what. Why don't you oh, just like get that. some That's sunglasses? John Lennon look. Yeah, I, like I thought so. Why don't you get some wood? Why am I? Uh... The John Lennon look is there you go. fantastic. It's not exactly. This is a, loves it. This is called a steampunk uh, glass. Oh wow, steampunk! Is that still steampunk. around? Right, look it up. right. Is that still mm-hmm. around, Raven? You would know. Is it still around? I know. Is steampunk is it still like a yeah, thing? A thing. I mean, I guess. I don't know. One of many know. things. I, I, got, I, got I don't glasses. do it. No. My glasses here are made in Austria. And yes. the only glasses that are approved by NASA for the astronauts. <laughs> Is that right? And they really? Come Austria. Yeah, cool. because they have no screws. There's no nuts, bolts. They just put together in a way that even like if they're out in a spacewalk, thn pops out and it's flying around your yeah, helmet. Yeah, sure. Your eye, you know, you're dead. Right. right. That's Far true. and object damage. They had to get special glasses made. Nice. Out after I bought them. Right? So they're made with super glue. Now they have like. I mean, you know how these guys are in Austria, Germany. Yeah. They make everything yes. built. Everything's cool. Almost German. in and squeeze it like a rivet, a bolt. I don't know what it okay. is, but it's all one piece. All right, go ahead. I mean, they're just, they're, they're wonderful inventors, and they, uh, you know, put out these yeah. kind of ex- you know, exotic yeah. kind of uh, so you know, products. about the glass. So. You know, it's like French cars, not to get into it, but, you know. No, no. French cars no. are just, they, they, they're just not on the same wavelength as everybody else. Like a Citroën. It's gonna be worse than the worst car. cars ever. Is that made. like a, like a, a Prius? A Citron? No, no. Citron. No. Citron? No. Renault. That sounds like Renault. Fruit. Right. We used to have a Peugeot. Toy, you're, you're close. Yeah, you should have seen the Peugeot we had. Peugeot. Oh, Peugeot. Yeah. yeah is okay. that French though? Is that French or yep. German? Peugeot. Yeah. yeah. I think they're all owned by some Indian. You should call it Pugwar. Okay. Let me introduce everyone else. Where they leave off at X? Okay. I don't know. Willie Club, the security chief, is here. I think sure I've already introduced you. He's having a good time. Doesn't get any better, I'll tell you. I can tell by the smile on his face. Uh, he's dressed up, and you know we got to make this a show. I keep saying that, but if anyone has ever had nightmares about Willie, you know Whitey Bulger, 
We're living them now, right now. Because he looks if exactly he went out and like t- if he went out in the town on Halloween what dressed like that. Oh, don't no, don't no, oh. do it on I some mean, night. This when David Cruz is pulling out. I used to <laughs> I, in Florida. I used to wear this uh, hat all the time along at my Ray Bans, and uh, <laughs> I used to get a couple of looks. Yes, I bet. I assume they just didn't like the Red Sox, but I don't. Know. Well, yeah, you never know. It could be both, but. Um, yeah, I mean, he and, he and he he always wore the same thing. It was almost like a uniform in a way for that guy. Yeah. He always was in that. And every oh, time there was chin. a shot in the newspaper, like him with the hat. Yeah. Wow. So anyway, and so glasses. thank you, Willie, for joining us tonight, aka Whitey Bulger. Um, also, uh, our good friend, the good Witch Raven, is with us upstate New York, where it's uh, sweater weather. Raven. Hi, it's sweater weather here. I'm cozy. Hmm. Thank you for having me. Reason your butt off. It's almost uh, almost the Canadian border. What's what's going on? No, far up? Not quite that bad. Heat on. It's a mark. I'm, I'm located in New York State. Right. right. In New York State. I know State. that. Yep. Not yeah. New York so City. I'm 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 that far away from the border. A New York State away. Right, oh. She's right on the New Jersey border. No, no, no. New York State. New York State. You got it all wrong, man. Lieutenant Colonel. What exit? I mean, I have a friend in Buffalo, okay? Oh, I'm not that far up. My sympathies. Buffalo, lived in New Hampshire for like 20 years, and then went back to Buffalo. (laughs) Remember when it snowed so much that you could ski mobile right to the roof of your house? Oh, yes. (laughs) Yes, Buffalo. She sent me pictures of that. You couldn't get out of your house. Right. You had to shovel your way out of your house, and then you hopped on your ski mobile, you could... You could practically ski mobile right to the roof of your house. This is in Buffalo, right? Buffalo. Yeah, because yes. they get the regular storms, and then they get that uh, that that uh, off the lake effect. Yeah, lake yeah. effect. Yeah. I drove through that once in May, the beginning of May, and it was wow. like you're being yeah. in a blizzard, and then the next it's thing you're out, horrible. It's gone. You know, it's like a squall for sure. Yeah, but man, that screws up that place. And there's a uh, SUNY up there, SUNY Buffalo. You know, yep. State University, New York, everywhere. and it's all everywhere. underground. The SUNY everywhere, exactly. It, it, it was built on the ground. The highway, the SUNY every place. Flat. Only a couple of miles is yeah. a SUNY place. That's a pretty good uh, There's education. literally a SUNY in every but, well, the, the, city, this, town, everything. Hey, this particular woman I'm talking about was my physical therapist back here when I had hip surgery. Go ahead. She was fantastic and, you know, graduate of SUNY. Mm, SUNY yeah. Buffalo. All right. Buffalo. Yep. So she went through okay. Buffalo as well as going through her education. I don't know how any of you live up there. A young guy like you having hip surgery. I had hip surgery because of a car accident. That's why he's hip. Yeah, there you go. Yep. We're going to talk about this thing called the Emu War, right? We didn't want to tease it too much at the beginning of the show, but it's the strangest war anyone's ever fought. It just happened to be the Australian Army. Um, so, Jocko, take it away. Okay. Let's see. The great Emu or Emu, as they say, because there's a dispute about how to say this, took place... Um, from 2nd November uh, 1932 to 10 December 1932. At the end of the First World War, the Australian government was giving um, parcels of land out to their veterans, which is what like the Romans did when they would conquer a land, then they would want to populate it. So they were giving their veterans as they came back home um, parcels of land, but they did it out in Western Australia, where it's very... Uh, sparsely, sparsely populated, and it was very dry. You know, um, the Aborigines could survive there, but nobody else could, pretty much. Right. So they set them up in farms and ranches. Well, they had a lot of problems with animals like rabbits and these crazy things going on out there. And all of a sudden, they start to realize that these emus, which are these large, flightless birds, 
They are 1.8 meters tall, which is about five foot nine. Oh, Jesus. They are three, let's see, they weigh in at about uh, 50 kilograms, which is about 110 pounds, 110.23 pounds. And they're fast as hell. And these guys. Um, hey, Jocko, these, can I just yes. help the listeners? Because if you watch TV, there's Liberty Mutual ads. Right. It's an star, you know, was a Doug and the emu. So if you want right. to know what an emu looks like. Right. Except he wears sunglasses, I believe. But yeah, he's got he a sounds like outfit. this. <laughs> That's the noise they make. And uh, they had this problems with these emus that they were just destroying the, the lands and the ranches because they're wandering around looking for food, right? So sure. mm-hmm. what they do is there was a point in time where, you know, um, every April, right after the big rains, they would be found, you know, just roaming around in the wild in the bush out there in the rainforest. And they would move into the southern, uh, from the southern to the Arab, the arid expanses. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, and the inland regions. They would feed mainly on grains, insects, nuts. Right. And uh, new seedlings. They're just like really big birds, right? I mean, they're, they're like ostriches. In a way, right, they're right? flightless birds. Yeah. And they're, they're, and, they're not uh, well they're indigenous cuddly. to Australia. Yeah, Australia, right. Everything's weird there. Go ahead. And, exactly. And so <laughs> these birds, you know, that was a big problem. They'd want to eat the seedlings and the farms. That, you know, these guys mm-hmm. were scratching out a living on this arid plains. Yes, yes. So they would then go, and uh, around April, they'd start to uh, lay eggs. The females would lay... Um, Let's see. They would have a clutch of about 12 a month. They yes. would lay one egg every two or three days. Wow. And up to about 12. So really the male would it. then take over. Yes. He would sit on the nest. He would incubate and then start to raise them. And for a period of 56 days, he did not eat or drink. These were some wow. tough guys, boy. Wow. These were like Weird. commandos, these guys. They were wild animals, I'm going to tell you. <laughs> so the little eggs would come out. They were like these little uh, striped and colored chicks. And until they were able to fend for themselves, the uh, the father would train them, I guess, to join the Royal Australian Emu Army. So they go and they speak to the government about this. And they say, listen, we got a problem. So Sir George Pierce, who is the uh, director of the Minister of Defense, and uh, served from 1901 to 1938, puts this major Meredith in charge. He's the commander of the seventh heavy battery of the Royal Australian artillery. Mm-hmm. So he puts him in, in charge and he sends out a couple hundred soldiers and their duty along with the rest of uh, the uh, people that live out there is they want to knock out these uh, emus. They want to take them out. They're going to eradicate them. Yes. Because they call this a pest army. The war is considered Okay, they they quote a nuisance wildlife management military operation. They're going to so, do this with artillery. They're going to shoot artillery at the birds. They were firing everything at them. They wow. gave them Lewis machine guns. Oh, which if you watch any of the Close. World War One movies yeah. and the you know the planes always had those things. They had that round canister that fit on the top. Yeah, not just the yeah, not just the planes. Three hundred three British Enfield. Yep, famous you know, famous uh, rifle rounds. Yep. Wow. And. They were called the armored fighting vehicles of the animal world. Oh, cool. <laughs> it would take 10 rounds minimum to take out. Really? Men. 10 rounds? You're kidding. <laughs> no wonder they These used things, artillery. Well, you couldn't hit them in the head because they were so small. Yeah, they have the small little heads, right. 
They yeah. got the long neck. And they have the the long necks jerky. and they're bopping all over. Yeah. Exactly. And a lot of feathers. They yes. actually, it was very, you know, it became a joke almost because they would have these pictures in the paper with the email with a cigarette, the little <laughs> Brody World War One <laughs> helmet, helmet on. Yep. The commander would be giving out orders, they said, you know, because what happened was they would see these emus in a big pack coming out towards the soldiers in this open ground. They would start to fire at them. They'd be short, right? Because they were too far away when they started to fire. Yes. Then they would break up into like groups, oh. into squads, and they would go like berserk in these cross movements and juke and jive. And, you know, they were like jinking wow. and everything, right? Like a, like a, like a, uh, a, uh, you know, like a furball, like it was a dog fight. Yeah, sure. And snipers couldn't pick them down. Man. And because of their feathers, and they're really not that big under it, and because of the way their feathers are formed on their bodies, yeah, they couldn't find and pick out where the organs were to really like knock so, them down. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. they deflected the bullets. Right. Well, so some they of would them just maybe. run around and we get hit in parts that aren't important, and they <laughs> yeah. just keep going. It's everything. So they were like, you know, these guys are like organized. They, yeah, they, they but they knew a joke about like yeah. the commander would order them to break up and go into the commando formation. How would they, they know? The, how would they know to do that? How would they know yeah, to do I mean, that? They, really, they knew how to do this. It was amazing. They couldn't understand this. Hey, because hmm. hey, listen, uh, Raven is, to... is is uh, raising her hand. She has a question or, or a joke. I I'm wondering if like maybe they knew not like how to like dodge bullets, but if this was nature almost taking over because they would have in the wilds, they would have been dodging all sorts of predators. Yeah. yeah, Right. So maybe this was something that they were just, they they were, they uh, they evolved to, they took them in, they considered it an insurgency to military. (laughs) They took these (laughs) guys and they tried to torture them and get information. Nobody, they wouldn't talk. This wasn't the Australian army's (laughs) proudest moment. So these, uh, these emus were tough guys. They wouldn't talk. They wouldn't give up nothing on anybody. Just so we can, uh, so we could fit everything in. And um, Lois, uh, have you uh, ever seen an emu uh, having an emu sandwich or anything? <laughs> an emu sandwich? No. No. That's no. It's funny you should say that, Mac, because yeah. around 1970, they went and they decided that one to, to solve this problem, they wanted to create ranches and they were going to use them because the Aborigines had used all parts of these animals for, you know, since time and millennium to. Uh, you know every part of them like the indians in america use the native americans use buffaloes yeah yeah and so yep. they would um starting in 1970 for till 1979 the parliament passed it and um they were the first to allow it was the first time to allow commercial farming of the emus mm. uh they had very low fat meat which was red in color nice similar to the taste of fine cuts of beef <laughs> i'm sure the meat the meat was able to be roasted, broiled, barbecued, shish kebab, and mm. stir fried. Nice. You could cook it any way you want. The magnificent the seven. oil was used for generations to consider it as a uh, arthritis but, cure. Now oh, yeah. I've used it because I got a lot of arthritis. You, you, you've fun. used emu uh, arthritis emu oil. You know they, they sell it. Really? Blue emu that stuff. It's got emu oil. But you have to drink it. Poultry, it. Though. Doesn't you have work. to drink really because I rubbed it on uh, my oh, knees and right back. So okay. That's what they told me. <laughs> Listen, did do you the what do you do? Do you rub it on or you drink it? Did you say you drink it? You rub it on. Oh, you no, rub it like on. Right. Does it help? Does it, does it help? Does no, it work? It didn't help me. Yeah. People huh. say it does, but it didn't help. Wow. No, you got to drink it. That's what I That's what the said. The emus yeah. are in That's on the Okay. So, so they had this leather. The skin was used as leather. Yes. It's a fine, soft leather with distinctive patterns used wow. in designer wallets and bags and clothing. Hmm. The feathers um, were used for... Um, 
I'm sorry, the, the leather from their legs yes. is are, are uh, thicker and more distinctive. And it's uh, it's almost like crocodile skin. Hmm. And it's prized for its use of uh, handbags, ladies, um, designer handbags and watch bands. Wow. Thanks wow. for saving so the world. Boats out of these things and any, everything. But I'll, I'll just give you a little story here <laughs> which tells you exactly. <laughs> and this was written in like written up in the Chicago Tribune. Yes. At the time, this was a worldwide thing. And my son came to me one day and said, you know what I learned today in history, Dad? Because I'd always ask him, what did you learn in school? This was when he was in high school. He said, you know, there was a war with these ostrich-like emu birds. And I was like, come on, it's a joke, you know? And I started looking it up, and you'd see all these little cartoon pictures and these, you know, things. Like, this has got to be a joke. Can't be, you know? But it was true. So and they, they start out, and when they tell the story, they say, uh, in the long, hot summer of 1932, uh, wild emus in the Western Australian districts went on a rampage in search for food and water. Rampage. Much of the chagrin, much of the chagrin of the local farmers who feared for, for their crops uh, in a bid to stop advancing emus along the rabbit proof fence farmers in because they had more problems with rabbits. Yes. Digging <laughs> holes everywhere. Rabbits they couldn't too. even put like things on a range because they'd step in these holes. Wow. And they'd go under the fences. Uh, they enlisted the military to help them. All right, so the <laughs> Department of Defense put in this Major Meredith of the Royal Australian Artillery. Yes. He was sent to the Campion District, where he estimated 20,000 emus were causing the damage. Any estimates of twenty to 60,000? That's a division, at what? least. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he had about, oh uh, he had a couple hundred soldiers, plus, you know, the, the ranchers who came in and were given, like, deputized, I guess, yep. on this military uh, insurgency they had. <laughs> And they were armed with Lewis machine guns and 10,000 rounds. A party led by a major was sent into the district, and it was estimated 20,000. But they would gather in small groups. Hmm. They said the groups were not able to be taken out. The settlers were outnumbered 50 to 1 <laughs> And when they in this first engagement. And uh, a group of 40 emus was sighted. Beaters were sent in to herd them into a firing range. At a distance of a thousand meters, the first burst of fire landed short, with the second killing about a dozen birds as they raced by the cover of trees. Wow. So where's where's the movie? Where's the movie? It's tally. The army party resorted to ambush tactics. Later the same afternoon, the guns were set up at a dam. They would be able to tell when helicopter when you know biplanes or artillery fire was getting, they would hear the artillery. And they would like give an order like to each scatter. other, and they would all know where to. Yeah, yeah. Break wow, loose. they worked. And as they a were group. so fast, you couldn't hit them. And they're yeah. in there, and so, they're delicious as well, right? Yeah, okay. that's amazing. Uh, well, they didn't attack people, but they were attacking the ground, and they would yeah. come at them. And the yeah, 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 scary. Yeah. Well, yeah. they get close enough where they take them out, then with a good burst of fire. Well, listen, just just to put uh, it, just to put it in a period at the end of the sentence because we're running out of time. But uh, so, what happened? Did they just finally give up? Let them be. Well, okay, so it says, close to sundown, 100 birds approached within 100 meters. Again, the gun is opened fire and scattered and dispersed. So much had that they further shooting was pointless. The following day, similar strategy was employed in a paddock where emus were caused widespread damage. This was the time a flock of 1,000 head, and they were into the waiting guns. Again, the birds ran off, escaped, aided by the jamming of one of the machine guns. So finally, <laughs> so they're, they're the major too. said later, they had a, they had like hearings in the parliament and they called this off. And the major said, if we had a military division, it's a quote, mm -hmm. with bullet carrying capacity of these birds, yes. it would face any army in the world. And when they could face machine guns <laughs> with the invulnerability of tanks, 
like they were the Zulus. Less than wow, a week later, okay. we might have to cut that out. War <laughs> okay. That had begun, yes. was put to an end. George Pierce ordered a withdrawal action and the debate in the House of Representatives, which included the following comments that they just couldn't beat these guys. Did they sign a treaty with the emus? Who's yes. the emus? The emus have never they put their footprint they on it. surrendered. Go ahead. Club, and they please. continue to, uh, you know, now they're in farms and like, the uh, prison camps and they're eating. So. <laughs> they all the clubs got a they put them in prison. Club. Go ahead. Yeah, club, quickly, please. I just wanted to add, I, I started to read that because when you, I heard you're going to talk about that in the title was Australia lost the war. The mm -hmm. statistics on that, like you said, there were like uh, 40 to 60,000 emus at the end of the war in, in 1932. Nine hundred thirty. Yeah, 980 casualties. That was yeah, it. 980. They fired 10,000 <laughs> rounds. Oh, and they Holy only had cow. 980 casualties. Yeah. No, they were no incredible commandos. They wanted to like, put them in the military. They were like, incredible. Well, listen, in the uh, three minutes we have left. They should have put them in a big area and lit them all on fire. They could have oh, they <laughs> cooked them. And I'd drop a bomb That's a good on idea. Them. Drop some bombs on them, you know. I think they, they tried artillery. They tried planes to spot artillery. Hey, listen. Um, then there was there was a, there was. I mean, it's the story goes on. It's so many things where they you know the ranchers then want to know who's going to pay for the uh, ammunition. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, there course, you go. You know, they were when like you get down to asking that question, the uh, the fight is over. Hey, listen, Raven. You have a joke and also a recipe, correct? What's My joke sucks. No, that's that's a good. <laughs> but tease. the recipe for emus is great. <laughs> the on. recipe is. Edible. All right, let's let's, um, let's hear the recipe yeah. first. Let's let's go with the recipe first. I just tell you something quick so, though. Okay. The emus try to get up with the kangaroos. They wanted well, them. They try to team up and it's like yeah. It's like the, the Genovese's and the Colombo family. They're not going to get together. They were sided in the UN, <laughs> and they did not want to go against the United Nations. Okay. Uh, oh, Raven, please, Raven. The, the recipe you have in front of you. <laughs> she didn't have a joke, so I had. That's oh. funny. Save us. We don't know that oh. yet. We figured, I figured, we figured, with winter on the way, um, it would be wonderful. Uh, we thought listeners might want to add this uh, to their their cold nights. Um, so we have AEA slash emu.org. Um, there is a soup recipe that is apparently very hard to mess up. You can add or remove anything that you want um, for taste. And this was the... Uh, substitute, uh, the emu meat, I should say, is right. the substitute for other meats that have high fat. Mm -hmm. So wow. apparently Another... if you take a pound of ground emu meat, which I don't know where you get that. Yep, um, Australia. So I, I don't know. Yeah. Everybody can go to their own devices. Go ahead. But you take yeah. that. Yes. Three large potatoes peeled in cubes. Yes. Two cans of chicken broth. Write this down. One cup of chopped onions. Two medium green peppers chopped, mm -hmm. two yeah. medium yeah. sweet oh, red peppers <laughs> wow. chopped. Who has the stuff around that? Tablespoons. Go ahead. Three to, three to six tablespoons of butter. And boil. One teaspoon ground black pepper, one cup of sour cream, Yikes. and one cup of shredded sharp cheddar cheese. Right, and the emu. So, and then you throw some emu And the there, emu right? meat. Go ahead. And, and this this recipe and, and the details, again, can be found on the uh -huh. aea-emu.org. I was but, hungry. Um, so if you want, if you want the full the full scoop, there you go. Okay, um, let me, can I just I like ask you a question? It sounds store, good a... minus the meat. Yeah. That's just me. Oh, but, I see. Um, that, yeah. We encourage listeners to let us know if you try it and you like it. Yeah, well, I right. Can tell them where to get it. There's a farm 
uh, little the little emu farm, Only and there's Jocko. another farm in Vermont. And there's a store called the Barnyard Store in Vermont. Okay, so everything oh, no. emu. So were you, you probably could get it? Were you as a project for the show? Were you eat emu for us? Jocko? Me? Yeah. No, negative. No, negative. anyone. Uh, <laughs> no. You see, here's the thing: no they've see. become such a uh, uh, an industry now out there in Australia. They're making okay. a lot of money on these guys. Right. But the thing is this: emu, venison, rabbits—they no. have no fat. Yeah. There's a mm-hmm. disease that you can get in the, in the early pioneers in America when they went out west and they were killing rabbits and just sustaining themselves on rabbits, yeah. and beaver, and things that had no fat. <clears throat> yeah. There was an illness you get. They thought there were okay because they were eating meat but yeah. they had no fat content you need fat and and you need that to live and right. it was not very good these people would get sick i can't remember wow. the name of the disease but imagine some uh, doctor saying to you you're not eating enough fat yeah get that's on all it. they ate <laughs> back in six diets. But hey, I, I encourage people to just look online like uh club did because the stuff is fantastic the i'm looking i'm looking at it and there's but, it's Even so creators. funny. It's it's amazing. I mean, it's just it's like just it. amazing. If, if anyone this out there, great. if anyone out there wants to, in Maine, all over the place. if anyone out there wants to get emu, we'll pay the bill. Okay, we'll pay the bill if you if we can arrange, if we can arrange for someone out there listening to get some emu and as Ray said, you know, put it in a stew, put it in a stew, whatever. And just tell mm-hmm. us if you like that. Let's, it, uh, you know, I mean, how, how much is it? Uh, before I say that, I how much I is a pound try. of emu? I hope it's not two hundred bucks. You know what you should try, Jocko? I saw around there the emu testicles are supposed oh, to be a delicacy. Uh, okay. Yeah, well, I don't know about hmm. that. I'll try an emu burger maybe. But. <laughs> but I chose the soup as our our cooking segment uh, <laughs> recipe just because we're going into sweater weather. Everybody likes a good soup, right? So yeah, like if any if any of our wonderful listeners want to try it. Yep. You know, slide into our emails. We'll send you some merch. But yes, we'll send sure. you the recipe, and then just let us know if it's good. What it costs? I just you know? I hope it doesn't cost a lot. But um, yeah, just uh, to eat wow. some emu and tell it's us so cute. what happened. What would, yeah. what would emu? Co- but, could you imagine going to your butcher and being like one pound of emu? No, and they look sure at you like you've got so six heads. I think like, you have to meet someone at a dock alley and say, "You got my two pounds of emu." Exactly. It's got to be places that sell this wacky stuff, you wow. know, I'm sure. So listen, we're um, going to end the show on you had a uh, a joke about Australia, please, that you previously it's said. It's a really bad joke. Good, we it's, love that. If you say, <laughs> I need to even look up what I wrote. Okay. If you say, raise, raise up blades. If you say, raise up blades. Raise blades. It sounds like razor blades in Australian. So raise up blades. No, the way they talk, okay. Right? Mm-hmm. Right. Just, yeah. just yeah. applaud and laugh. Okay, okay? let's go. We'll, 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 what's the punchline? We will sweeten that up. That's it. It's, it's a really bad joke. Wow. Okay. I thought it's a, it's it was a crazy funnier story. when I was putting it's, it in my head. Yeah, listen. Yeah, that's a crazy, a crazy place. Story. You got to look at the cartoons and the memes and the different, even, you know, stories. But they even the made jokes. these drawings and stuff in the 30s in the papers all over the world. And it was just embarrassing for the Australians. I'll say. They had a military artillery unit that couldn't the thing they're on our side in world war ii right that was only a few years yeah. later anyway hey listen wow. uh we're bringing the train to into the station here boys no switchy to put up the train derailment hey. image but let's just pretend we see it i want to thank everybody for joining us tonight let me start with jocko and let's give him a sincere report which we will speed up. thank you um thank you for joining us this is an all Jocko night. The emu war is crazy. It looks like we might have someone, you know, actually eat some emu, which would be good, I guess. We'll see. So thanks for joining us. We're going to join the fan club in I'll try uh, Maine. a spoonful, maybe. Yes. I don't know. 
25 to 30 dollars a pound so it's expensive wow. oh, okay all right okay, so we're gonna say okay good time for the plugs or no uh yeah, yeah plugs home star troops home star troops is this military charity that builds homes for uh wounded war veterans from the iraqi and afghan war you know they might have lost limbs while they were over there where they build these houses so they can still get around but get around easier you know lower counter tops and you know stairs that uh, kind of help them so uh, and then when they uh, home star troops builds the house they, um, you know, find a, a wounded warrior, let's say. I hate to use that because that's another charity. But they find this uh, war veteran who's disabled. And they give them the keys. They give them, tear up the mortgage. It's free for life. You know, I think they deserve it. Nice. Uh, so yep. Holmes Rod Troops. Holmes Rod Troops. Google them. Also, um, Ross Shop and his mad Englishman friends are putting together, putting back together a mosquito war plane from World War II. Made of wood, put two Rolls-Royce engines on it, and it was so fast that they didn't put guns on them because... It could outrun the bullets. It could outrun the bullets. That's how cool this. That's how is. fast it was. Right. That's fast, man. So, um, they're putting this uh, warplane back together. It's going to be flying, I think, this time next year. I'm not sure. Okay. So late 22. It's quite a project, but one one, as we keep reminding people, has agreed to be the first civilian to go up in it without a parachute, but with a That's GoPro, right. but with a GoPro camera. Okay. Right. A GoPro. Let's see what happens. And some clothing, of course. Without a parachute. Right, yeah. Okay. Let's see what happens. <laughs> I'll have I'll have one of those flowing scarves around my neck and it'll be right. I'd be like Snoopy. Snoopy. <laughs> hey, you might get lucky and the two engines will fall off. You know, they did the replay <laughs> wrong, you know. So anyway. Hey, Rolls Royce engines, this is gonna, this is gonna be a luxury ride. Hey, what could go wrong? <laughs> right. Anyway, so anyway, thanks uh, for everyone out there uh, listening to us. Thank you, um Jocko. Thank you very much for you know, as I said before, letting us uh Thank you. It was you good. Know, I had a good time. Dedicate the show to you. Okay. Uh, X, thank you very much. Wolf of Klontoff, his best friend, wrote the book. Wolf of Klontoff. Apparently, a lot of books sell here on the show except mine. So hopefully, your friend's book will be one. Thank you. Okay. Matt? See you later. All right. Pay your electric bill, will you please? Um, By the way, I, I don't mind the email, but I would never eat. In a million years, onions and peppers. Oh, but that's just disgusting. Sausage. Really? Yeah, Isn't that, really? that bizarre? Bad, bad breath, and it gives you, it's uh, carcinogenic and it carcinogenic. Onions and peppers on a hero. Yeah. Let's talk about that. Top 10, top 10 foods of the, the crew here. Yep. Yeah, that's a whole other show. Yeah, it's a whole other show. <laughs> Sorry to say we're wrapping this one up. So listen, <laughs> thank you, uh, Club. Thank you for joining us and, ju and dressing up as Whitey Raven well, again. Well, thank you for having me. Very informative show today. Yeah, I'll say, say that. Thanks, Jocko. You, thank you, Whitey. Uh, plus, we had some thank jokes you. at the end. Thank there. you. Uh, Raven, thank you for joining us. The No Bun thank Night. Thank you so this much. Is, this is the No Bun episode. Okay. It's no Bun. Thank you for I the crystal ball reading. Right. You are awesome. so welcome. Yeah, that was good. Thank you very yes. much. Thank you. Awesome. Glad you guys loved it. Let's, the next Thanks. time, though, Thanks. you know, let's try to throw in a hus there. I think Jocko had a good idea there. You know, can they just give us a hint of what the hus's name is and where they're going to go? Okay. I, oh, I, yeah, yeah, it yeah, doesn't yeah. work like that. But I see, wish that I doesn't could. make any Belmont, sense. Though. Wherever, don't yeah, right. it's just, it's what a, if I just said, like, Skid Row McGee? Skid Row McGee in the seventh at Belmont. Yeah, okay. It just yeah. came to me. Okay, good. Skid Row McGee search that to show at Saratoga. Let's play him across the board. Let's go. Sure. <laughs> Lois, thanks for joining us tonight. Oh, it's my pleasure. What fun you guys are. I think, well, I think you <laughs> you brought something added to it. it it's got like, where the ice cream and you're the topping. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm not sure that's I true. I agree. But, okay. Thank you, Lois. Will any of us be on detention after the show? <laughs> 
Please. Oh, he wants to be alone there. <laughs> no, somewhere listen. All right. Blah, blah. Corner. Thank you. Thank you. I used to love detention. What? Yeah, well, yeah, uh, yeah some people like changing yeah, diapers. It was like I Breakfast Club. Ball. I got no time for that. Yeah, you saw was... the movie Breakfast Club. It was like that. Oh, no, no, it's a great place to meet chicks. Best movie. I love that movie. One, one. Every time I think you disappoint me, you exceed your Hey, never disappoint. Yeah, it's the life, the <laughs> world, the one, one. It's, it's the life force. Place. You weren't sitting there with your hands on a desk with a Christian brother. Hell no. Here we walking go. around you, making sure your hands were exactly. I had Franciscan. No, in detention, Why? I was doing the uh, wipeout drum solo. <laughs> Who wasn't? Okay. okay. Oh my God. Who hey, wasn't? Ex, exactly. ex, the, the Franciscan <laughs> brothers, they had those knots in their robe. Uh, yeah. You know, those yep. belts yeah. they wore. Multi-use. Oh, man. It was like getting hit with a baseball. Yeah, listen. Yep. Yep. See, when I, I uh, a Catholic camp story for two weeks when my parents went to Niagara Falls. They sent me to a Catholic camp. In, here's, a, here's a movie. Uh, CYO? In yep. Massachusetts. Mm -hmm. What camp did you Miramar, have? Miramar, right? Uh, La Salette. Oh, okay. uh, in Ipswich. Yep. yep, in Ipswich. La Salette, right down the road here. Did you butt into adult uh, life? Yeah, yeah, that's why you, you were a rich kid, weren't you? <laughs> I guess a rich kid from Cambridge. Yeah, Christ, oh, wasn't it? No With relatives in Charlestown, where yeah. rich kid makes perfect sense. <laughs> yeah, I, like, can, I can afford okay. day camp. You're right. Juan Juan, the rich kid. I know for right. two weeks. It's, it rained most of the time. Too, it did. See God I like that. Where was God? You know, here you are at a religious retreat. Uh, we went to church every day too. Oh, we, there he was. We, That's on vacation. We had we we ate at these big tables like uh, cool. I don't know more. <laughs> Yeah. More gruel, more gruel, sir. Can I tell you? Can I ask a very non, you know, question? politically incorrect question? Sure. No. Were there any women around? I was waiting. To, I was going to ask that. You mean at the camp? Yes. No. Okay. So listen, no, I just want to thank you. They're everyone. all, you know, brothers in the in, you know, they're becoming oh, priests. I guess it's like yeah, a schools, girls, schools. You know, no, okay, listen. No. All right, let's. Okay, good. That's good. You had a yeah. good experience, even though it rained. I've seen women monks before, but um, <laughs> what do they call them? This place. What do you call a woman monk? A mink? I don't know. A monkette, I guess maybe. I don't know. None. Good name for yeah. a band. Yeah. Excellent name right. for a band. I'm starting, to, I'm starting to manufacture and sell this stuff. What, what is, is that? Jocko. You reckon with Jocko beer? Jocko go juice or something. Yeah. Mm. It's yes. terrible. Jocko's go juice. <laughs> it's terrible. That's okay. I tried it. It was horrible. What, it, what is it? Like an energy? Is that an energy drink? I guess. Yeah. yeah. It's disgusting. Oh, okay. Anybody who drinks it should be arrested for bad taste. Made, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just made some coffee. That was question 11. <laughs> a couple shots of espresso in there and I was the best. There you go. Wow. Well, uh, we, I'll we, drink we, it if it's got coffee in it. Nah. That seems yeah. to be my thing. If it's brewed with coffee, coffee, you know, coffee and beer. It's my thing. Dude, coffee and beer is gross. It's it. it no, yeah. it's not. It's, it's I'm, not, I'm not calling good, the police. It's a good no. porter. No, no. guys, no. we need to go back to the days it's where good. coffee flavored coffee, beer flavored beer. You know, let's get back right. to that. Right. Okay. Okay. Right. Water flavored water. You know what I mean? That might be the hot one. Whitey. Right. I this is I just probably killed you. There you go. All right. I hope we everyone wrote down everything we discussed tonight. We might have to discuss it later. I have no idea. Emu Wars and coffee. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. And Jocko. Jocko's and my 20, killer joke, obviously. Okay. <laughs> uh, hey, listen, we can sweeten anything up, okay? Okay. Yeah, Don't worry. But, All uh, right. Maybe work out your material with your father, your hilarious sense of humor father. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Dad is out no, there. No, thanks. Holy Whatever smoke. he rejects, we'll do. Okay. It's like George, opposite on Seinfeld. Those are the opposite. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, everyone listening. Thanks to all our fans out there, if I can you know, use that term. 
uh, seven radio networks, Armed Forces Radio, and also uh, podcast. Um, Anywhere, on. any place that your podcasts uh, uh, live and jive. You can find us. Literally anywhere. Yep. I've found us on every streaming platform. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's crazy. Um, 42% of the listeners uh, listen on Apple Podcasts. Mm-hmm. Okay. 42. Cool. That's a good yeah. one, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, thank you, everyone out there listening. Thanks, gang, and we'll see you next week, okay? Okay. All right. This is Mac Maloney for the entire gang saying, until next week or until you hear us again, be safe, be happy, and bye-bye. <laughs>